later in tonight's show. I honestly think this event is wide open. Like, yeah. the, I know we're talking about favorites and Navi and FaZe, and we're talking about Dark Horses. This, I think the event's wide open. I don't think there's a clear favorite. I don't think there's a, like, I, I know that there is on paper, right? But this event for me almost feels standalone. It almost feels that everything that happened post-major or whatever doesn't seem to matter a lot. Add some fun to your space with Extrify, designed in Sweden with focus on quality products built on experience. You're looking at Project 4, their fourth generation of products with super cool colorways to stand out, with matching sets to satisfy with a solid B4 Bungie, lightweight ergonomic M4 mouse, the K4 keyboard is fantastic, all of which are performance focused, and finish it off with colorful GP4 mouse mats that are bold in design and smooth on the surface. The retro theme in particular has got the feels. Complete your setup with Extrify. No regrets. Guaranteed. Want to change your loadout, get new skins, or maybe cash out? Bitskins.com, the best skin site. Just log in with your Steam account, add your dream skins to your cart, and pay with crypto, credit card, or PayPal through our providers. Need some cash? We got you. Just list your skins, enter your desired price, and withdraw instantly with crypto or directly to your Visa credit card. Bitskins.com. Buying and selling skins. Simple, fast, and easy. Patreon TV confirmed season six, episode 21. If you like listening to the podcast via the audio only options, head over to anchor.fm slash HLTV, get it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can check it out at anchor.fm slash HLTV. As always, a big thank you to our sponsors, ExtraFi, keeping you extra fly this summer. It's getting bloody hot out there, guys. Get yourself a new mouse pad. I know you're sweating into them. Bit skins, buy and sell Cisco skins and items. And M1 Bet Gamble responsibly, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Counter-Strike fans around the globe. Welcome to another installment of HLTV Confirmed, July 1st. The and, uh, well, this is, this is the first of the month, but this is the last tier one event of the season. Uh, this is the Cologne preview that we're going into now. And as always, I am joined by Stryker. Uh, we established last week he is not a hiker. Nope. But maybe no. in your near future, Striker, you might be a biker. <laughs> any no. any biking going on? I mean, like sure, cycling a little bit, but okay, bit of cycling. Okay. What about what about kites? Right, I'm stretching away flying, now. Flying kites. I'm, you're, yeah. You're talking Could, about. Any any kites in your just future? Like having like a yeah. kids kite. I what don't about? think I've done that in the last twenty years. Okay, not into kites. All right, mm. not a kite. And uh, this evening we've got uh, Prof. He, he's rejoining. He's he's back. He's had a holiday, but he's a little bit worse for wear. Yeah. Uh, you know how it goes. Things. Um, I feel like my life. If if my life was managed by an esports org, it would probably be something like EG or maybe Envy okay. for the last uh, couple of weeks. So that's kind of how how I am right now. That's. I think that tells everything. I don't. I don't think I need to expand at all. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's uh, that's that's not an issue. We we won't get stuck uh, too much into it. But it is great to have you back with us. And uh, of course, we have Lucas now. 
Lucas, uh, for tonight's yeah. podcast extravaganza, what's the forecast? Are we expecting you know any fireworks? Is there going to be a thunderstorm? What, what's going on, mate? Is it is it looking all clear? I, I we're, we're looking good. I fixed a bug with uh, <laughs> resubs not showing up. Okay, but uh, that's good. So so resubs if, now will show so up. everyone can resub and it will now show up. You don't get scammed for that. Okay, and maybe so one nice day eventually in. the subs will actually mean something and. Uh, they actually we'll do. do now. Don't we have like you get special... some emotes and shit, right? We have actually some some emotes for subscribers now. No, well, I don't know. Do... I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, got we have in, like, some. A couple of weeks of course, ago. we have some. Yeah. Okay. I can't. We always had some sub emotes. Well, now now we've got more, right? I saw the you know. Either way, if you want a sub, I don't know why you would. It goes to does it go to Martin? Who owns the Twitch account? Probably. Who knows? No I one knows where the money to... goes. It just goes somewhere it, in it the ether. It goes to our traveling budget, and we can do more live shows. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's true, but it sounds good. So let's run with that. All right, Lucas, roll the bumper. Let's get into the recent news. Breaking, breaking. Stop the presses. HLTV confirmed starts early for once. And that is the breaking news. We started about 30 seconds earlier than we should have. And normally we start about 15 minutes fucking late. So I want everybody right now in your homes, if you have a beer on a Friday night, maybe it's lunchtime where you are. Maybe you're in Australia, you're out, you have, you're in the clubs, you're in Bar 120, <laughs> in fucking Hillary's Boat Harbor. It's probably called something different now and you're getting shit-faced. Have a beer, lift one for Lucas, say congratulations. That's the breaking news. We're going to move straight into talk about... No, we have some actual news to talk about uh, this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of the hot topics that did just pop about an hour and a bit before we went live was uh, CSPPA... And with a little bit of an announcement here. So, Lucas, I want to send you this little tweeter, Rooney. Bring this one up for everybody. And uh, I will I will start uh, reading it out for everybody playing at home. But this is the CSPPA. Now, I want to make this clear for everybody. It stands for the Counter-Strike Professional Players Association. This mm -hmm. is the body that is meant to represent Counter-Strike's professional player base. Okay? Just so everyone's clear. That's what this is meant to represent. This is the union, right? This is the representation for the pros that you watch every day. This tweet came out, uh, as I said, not that long ago, and uh, it, it's quite a fun one here. The CSPPA, who have known to make great decisions, have come out saying, <laughs> after consulting with TOs... I think that's not in the tweet, but okay. No, sorry, let me start. The tweet starts with, after consulting with TOs, the players and other community members, the CSPPA... Now, I want this to... Just, just, just let me go over this part again for everybody because it's going to be important a little bit down the track. After consulting with TOs... The players and other community members, the CSPPA has decided to set the 2023 summer tournament break from June 12th till July 9th compared to the 2022 summer break, which is from July 18th till August 14th. This splits up the competitive year into two more evenly filled seasons. Going forward, the CSPPA will be engaging in dialogue with CSGO and other community stakeholders to better align the CSGO majors with summer and winter tournament breaks. Huh, okay, that ends the uh, tweet there from CSPPA. And this is where I'm going to handball it over to Stryker right here. Stryker, your initial thoughts on seeing this, is this good or is this bad? When I, <clears throat> like my initial initial thoughts was like, okay, makes sense. You have, obviously, you know, before this, we had kind of like a six month first part of the season, then a four month second part of the season. Logically, what they're saying, it makes sense. You know, they, you have two evenly split seasons. I guess, you know, nothing wrong with that, right? But then, you know, as, as opinions come in and you start thinking about 
like what else it's going to affect and stuff like that, you kind of start realizing that maybe there are some downsides to this, you know, and then obviously, you know, probably the biggest one would be the the vacation time, the, the, the timing of the vacation, right? Because obviously, you know, summer, summertime is pretty much the, 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 the place where a lot of people take holidays and stuff like that. And so, you know, family and friends are not going to be that, uh, that accessible in that the new time that the, that now that has been set. And uh, a lot of players are not super happy about that. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a bit wild here, isn't it? It's, it's very strange, Prof. That it's, uh, it's always great to see like some of the most uh, most known and established players and like team managers come up and say like, "What, what? the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, I, when I just... when someone like Kerrigan, like Niak from G two, who has been around for ages, like knows everyone, talks to people. Like it's not like some random dude that just got hired to manage a CS:GO team. You know, is like, oh, I didn't know anything about this. Like these people are well known they know a lot of people like the, even if they weren't consulted directly you would expect the kind of the information to to get out somewhere um so that for me is is really really confusing and it's just a it's it's just how how can that be i know players like we like to shit on players a lot um for okay, them not players. being really res responsible not putting in the effort like not even doing the minimal sometimes and perhaps like some of them that were like some people had to be consulted like some players had to be consulted i'm i'm not gonna put that past like csppa they tweeted that players were consulted 10 maybe 20 maybe 50 players were consulted maybe yeah. a lot of them didn't reply maybe they didn't see the man but maybe they ignored it but like it's still concerning that they just like tweet this out before I don't know b before any anyone relevant knows. The, I, I have a couple of issues with this. I just put some uh, links in the chat for Lucas, and I also put it in Twitch chat for everybody at home. And these were just a couple of links that I grabbed before going live. Right? There's been mm -hmm. more tweets since, and in the bunch of links that I said there, there's multiple players. You've got mm -hmm. fucking uh, Vinny in the mix, Carrigan. You've got Rain. Like, there's three players right there who you would think like Carrigan and Rain are in the best Counter Strike team in the world. Right? The player union definitely represents them. So, uh, look, I don't know if you two had any conversations with any people. I, I didn't have any firsthand conversations, but I heard that, uh, you know, that it was being discussed internally by different groups of players or whatever, and they just they just went ahead with it, right? The, so it feels like the CSPPA has just jumped the gun here. Obviously, we'll get some form of news about it in the future because they're not, like, clearly quite a large portion of the player base are not happy with this, right? That That's very clear. We're seeing this on social media. Then you have to think about the fallout of other things as well. Like we don't know, we're speculating right now, but they've just put the player break directly over when Cologne traditionally is. Mm -hmm. So like, does that mean that if ESO had already booked the Lanxess Arena again for Cologne next year? I don't know. But if they had, right? Are the dates out for Cologne next year? I don't think they are, are they? No. I mean, so, we don't really know anything from, from next year um, in general from anybody. So, But that just, the thing is with this as well, right? Just slap banging it right there. You saw Stiko tweeting about it. I would assume that he was one of the players involved in the discussion with the CSPPA, right? Because he seemed yeah, I mean, to be, he's on the board, be, yeah. But he seemed to be quite happy. Well, I don't know if he's happy with it, but he was saying that the major should be the last event before the break. That's, still a fucking That's probably week not a bit. true, by the way. It, exactly, right? The, it's it's May the major, and there's yeah. still a little bit of time until June 12th, right? So. There's easily ways for TOs to squeeze more events. And you know in there they will too. Like that's, they, that's that's what they've done so far. Like every time there's like a two week, like a ten day break between a, like a big event or whatever at the end of the season, there's always going to be an event slap there. It doesn't matter if it's like a challenger, yeah, you know, like an ESL challenger or whatever it is else. You know, it doesn't have to be like a massive event, yeah. but there's going to be something there. There's definitely though a chance for like 
for the major to be moved not next year but like the year after that to yeah. be moved a bit closer like uh i think what, what people are saying like, oh we need to end the season with a major it's hard to do that if the season ends when it ends now yeah. uh that would be like a big difference and maybe this way just like maybe a couple of weeks push back and then we kind of get that so maybe that's the idea but i feel like i don't think if csppa can't talk to players i i really doubt that they had an agreement with valve about plans for 2024 like yeah. for me that's kind of i'm skeptical about that angle so the, i mean the they glaring... were also yeah, at the yeah. end at the end of the second tweet if you want to open that up uh, like in the reply to the first one they they did say they will engage in a conversation or dialogue with with valve about um, yeah, but... what is it what is the wording exactly to better align with the CSGO majors, you know. So this there's is the gonna problem be a I have talk, with that, though, but... Striker. Why why yeah. is this happening? Why why is this happening now? This is less than a year's yeah. notice on when the player break is. Isn't that that's that's, the thing be, is, that's not enough time? We don't know. We also don't know if they haven't talked to to Valve. You know, it's entirely possible that they have, but they you know they didn't talk the to majors, the players. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is about that as well. It's like obviously some of the players must have known that there was a discussion going on. Maybe they didn't see, they didn't hear that there was an actual resolution about it and stuff like that. But, you know, from what I was talking to people briefly after that came out, and especially some of the people who, who came out kind of publicly and, and, and uh, showed their disagreement with that, I was asking if they actually had heard anything or if they were just completely sidelined. And, you know, from, from one of the people, I, I heard that like they knew it was an issue that was raised. Mm. So it could just be that, like it just, could just be a miscommunication inside whether it's from the ES CSPPA side or from the player's side, where the players just didn't give a shit at the time and just like let it let other people, you know, discuss it uh, in, in different channels or whatever it is, you know, just some sort of a breakdown in communication definitely happened. Um, I don't know who to blame for that, but clearly there was one. Yeah, and it just continues to compound and add to these bodies that we have that have kind of inserted themselves into Counter-Strike of looking inept, right? Like, yeah. this is the problem. We, we can just stack up all, all of these issues now and it's like, Man, how are we meant to have faith in this? And sure, I, I'm with you, Prof. Like we do like to shit on players about, you know, maybe not being the most organized and stuff here. But just to see the likes of Carrigan coming out like that, like you, you wouldn't normally expect something like that from from Carrigan, right? Like yeah. that's that's not the type of angle that he would take. Like if it was news that he read in the group and he didn't respond to, I'm sure that he'd be like, oh, well, you know, I guess I fucked up there, right? right? But yeah. it's just un the response is the most unusual part. I didn't expect this. I saw it. I it's retweeted too many it. people like at the same yeah. time for there not to be like clearly there wasn't one you know message like we have decided this and you know like clearly that didn't happen or if it did happen it was through a, like the wrong channel or whatever like too many people didn't hear about this for um for there not to be not to have been some sort of a fuck up you know yeah so i assume this isn't the last that we we hear of this so we might hear some more news about it in in a couple of weeks but do you think uh, it's gonna change i don't think it's gonna change i feel like we're gonna, gonna stick with this um it's a year it. man anything could change in that time well, this is the thing, right? So I'm I'm curious as to who was involved in this this decision, right? If it was only a couple of players who who had a say, and then on top of that, you know, you had some influence from out outside in terms of where tournaments are going to be or conversations yeah. with different, right? But I feel like if they said tos, and obviously Cologne is a thing, like yeah. there must have been conversation there with ESL about moving it already. Like I, I yeah. feel like they, the, the players had to gr kind of green light this in in talking with ESL about Cologne. Like, I don't think they would just be like, oh yeah, we'll just make a player break right here. And then you please figure out this like third biggest event of the year and just fuck you. Like, I feel like that would be really um, not responsible. I am yeah. curious about how they will solve that though, because it's it puts Cologne in a really, really awkward situation. And I almost feel like it's going to have to be in a really different place compared yeah. to 
what we're used to. Because obviously, as we said, the major was going to take place, uh, let's say, and two weeks before that, uh, before the player break, right? Because it's late May that the first major is scheduled for, mm-hmm. and then the, the the player break starts on June 12th. So it's not going to happen in between the major and the player break. Like that's too close for such a massive event to uh, mm-hmm. to happen right after the major. But if it's the first event of the season, that's also not good. Like ESL yeah. are not going to be happy about putting their their uh, their flagship event as the first event Honestly, of the season, which is it, always, you know, a really awkward place to put an event that is really important. It could work just like the, the first half of the season works now with like with Blast Katowice. groups into Katowice yeah. and then Blast groups into yeah. into Cologne. That would be I the could, ideal I could scenario. See, I could see that happening. That's why I'm saying like, I think it's going it to be, be like kind a two of month August, August-ish, right? Yeah. Would, see, this is the thing. From my perspective, as somebody who wants to see high-level Counter-Strike, that takes the shine away from, from the event for me. Like having it so early before the teams have established themselves after the break, some of them still have sleep in their eyes and are groggy and haven't you know been on holiday for a little bit longer than they should and haven't done all the reps or the practice or this, that, and the other. Um, that, that takes a bit of a shine out of it for me there. But if you think about like the marketing headline of like first S-tier event back since the break, right? Like, that is a positive, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't honestly. Know. I feel like think about right now the, yeah. the position it is kind of sucks. Honestly, still like yeah, I think feel like that's going to be better than the, the, where it is right now. Where okay. where it's like the end of the season, and people are already like, oh, everyone's changing. Uh, some some people already changed. Some people are waiting for changes. Some people are whatever. You know, I don't know. I feel like that is uh, Katowice was more hype than Cologne is right now. Curious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's something that we just have to wait and see how it all kind of shakes out. Right? I don't know about Karavica being more hype. I think it was also because of the kind of like the massive offseason that we had. We was a lot of True. still new teams, you know, and, and stuff like that, which is obviously if Cologne is going to be after the break, it's kind of kind of going to be the same. But as you were saying, like if, it, if we do have something in between, if, even if it's going to be like ESL Pro League groups or whatever it is, it could be Blast, Blast Ball groups or something like that, as you say. Uh, like at least if we have some sort of a buffer like that, it's going to help. Um, make Cologne a little bit more legit. Like we see with Karavita, we don't really, we don't really go into Karavita thinking it's going to be a sham event just because you know mm. we're two we're two months into the new season. You know, it's it's yeah. it's fine. So I, I imagine the the same thing is going to happen with uh, with Cologne, assuming that's what's going to happen. Maybe they're going to move it up. You know, maybe it's going to be closer, but then Karavita is going to be too close, and you know they want to probably have it somewhere. You know, on like halfway through the year and yeah. beginning of the year as as they have so far. So that's yeah. As I'm as I say, like I think it's going to be. Cologne is just going to be in a very different place compared to what mm. we're used to. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see what the fallout of all of this is. But uh, this was some of the, the breaking news later this afternoon. We can keep uh, moving forward. Anybody else have anything they want to jump in with uh, about the, the break? Or are we good? I think just one thing, just to kind of round this off, is kind of like, yeah, people like to shit on players. People like to shit on the CEO, the shit on CSPP. I would assume there's the, the blame is partly on both. First, because I, I assume, you know, a lot of the players just don't give a shit about if an issue is raised and they just don't really, you know, contribute to the conversation yeah. for for a while. Then they forget about it. And like other people, you know, take the reins and stuff like that. Mm. I imagine that's what happens a lot in, in CSPPA discussions. I would be surprised if that was the case for something this kind of important and people not giving a shit. But, you know, I just don't see in the background and from talking to people, you know, the conversation had been started that people were over, aware that it was happening. So that the decision that hasn't been made, I think that's probably on CSPPA or has been made and people haven't been, uh, haven't been told that's probably on CSPPA. But, you know, in general, I feel like it's just, there's some, there's probably some blame on both sides. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, we'll keep around this one. Yeah, I actually wanted to just put one last touch for maybe people. There was some conversation on Twitter, like why people don't like this uh, timing right. for the for the whole thing. Like, obviously, if we're just math wise looking at it, how it's it's the best way to split the year in two halves and have like balanced like half seasons or seasons, depending on how you want to look at it, mm -hmm. like about like five and a half months. Uh, but the problem is literally just when people usually have vacations and it's not like not just you, but your family, friends and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, people that are in school, like kids and that usually in Europe, at least extends until kind of June 20th is when school kind of, kind of finishes. So this already starts this vacation or break start like one, one week or like 10 days before that already. And then the last week, you probably aren't going to be on vacation. If you're a player, you're already going to be start, start preparing for what's coming and stuff like that. So that last week, which is going to be like July, like 7th to 14th or something mm. that is already out of the window. So you, your vacation is like super early, like the people usually aren't on vacation at that time. Like it's just not a very po popular vacation time for people in general. Um, and then you can say like, oh, you're a professional sports player, so you should adapt. But, you know, we're not really there yet in terms of like, oh, I can earn whatever. Yeah, we have high salaries, but not that high. Not that high, yeah. right? So you can't really adapt to that. In a way, it's good because uh, there's less tourists around, easier to book stuff. Uh, the travel apocalypse doesn't start completely. It, so there are some upsides as well. It's a problem for families as well with school yeah. and stuff. This is something which I don't really have a great grasp on being Australian. Like our big holidays are over Christmas time because that's where yeah, our yeah. summer is, right? So our smaller holiday is in winter. Um, so this is something that I, I, I look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know when the fucking holidays are in Europe. Well, I, the only reason I know is because the people were tweeting, but I have no fucking clue. I go and I do my job and then I come home. Right. So I, I, I don't have any grasp of school years or anything like that, but, uh, clearly some of these guys with families, uh, you can see, uh, definitely do. So yeah. All right. That, that, thanks for highlighting that there, prof. we got a good idea of what's going on. Um, all right. What was this next bit? We're going into heroic, right? Yes. Okay. The first bit of news that we had on our list here, other than the CSPPA uh, new dates, was uh, Yabby uh, being confirmed on heroic. Now, this was a rumor for some time. I'm pretty sure this was in conversations after the major that uh, Refresh was going to be going on out and somebody was going to be coming to replace him. Um, uh, we haven't seen heroic play since the addition of Yabby, so Cologne mm. is going to be the uh, first event with him. Now, I think one of the curious factors here was the fact that they won Pinnacle Cup and then they've still gone and made this change. Um, so Phil, there's not a whole lot to say about, you know, heroic making the move we've touched on before about them making these kind of moves, even when they've looked good, right? They're happy to make these, these trade-ups and it's actually worked for them in the, in the past when things have stagnated a little bit here. Um, but what, what do you think, Prof? Like if you had to make a bold prediction about this addition, are you expecting them to hit the ground running? Do you think, yeah, he's just going to get plugged and play? Like it's, it's, it's a very... It's a very, it's a very fast-paced team, right? That mm -hmm. he's going to have to now jump into and be a part of. Do you see any similarities in the way that the Flames approach the game that Heroic did? That maybe they can overlap, and you know, what what, what are your initial takes on this? Mm, I think I think there is something to what you're saying. I think role-wise, just like he's going to fit in well, but of course, Heroic have like a very specific style of play, which could be kind of difficult for for him to pick up instantly. I also think just the kind of the roles that Refresh plays, he is kind of alone a bunch of the times so it shouldn't be that big of a problem he's not like uh in the middle of the action all the time so he's gonna have a, a bit more a bit more time to react and stuff like that and i think individually is he's, he's a much better player simply put like that so even if he kind of lets them down on this like team-wise chemistry chemistry angle he's just gonna be better 
on on the individual basis. So I don't think they're going to fall off a lot. Um, I think there is like a potential honeymoon kind of run for them yeah. in Cologne. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm pretty confident that there there's not going to be a drop off for Turek. Do you have a clip, different clip this? Yeah. Do you have a different take on this strike, or do, do you kind of feel the same with Heroic? No, here? not not particularly. I think Heroic are were solid enough with repression, you know, being kind of like up and down. And so I feel like even if you you put somebody, even if Yabi doesn't really put up the same kind of numbers that he was in completing in Flames, he's probably going to be all right. Mm. Um, it is a very dynamic style, and I almost feel like it's a better it's a better style to go into than somebody like Navi. If you compare the the two teams, for example, like it's it's probably much more reactive, and you can kind of uh, go off, go off, kind of a uh, uh, instinct rather than you know having a lot of predetermined things uh, to go off of. At least that's what kind of like heroic style uh, um, seems to me like. Obviously, they have a lot of predetermined plays and they have a lot of sets, strats, and stuff like that. But a lot of it is just kind of like calls on on the fly and you know like mid round and stuff like that. So I think that's going to be okay for for Yabi to slot into pretty quickly. I don't really see a massive problem to be there. Brings the age down a little bit as well. He's only 18, refresh was 24. So I, I, well, this is the thing. A lot of the guys like Zyphon and Yavi, I would say, Nikidos as well, are like Danish players for the future. And it's great that for Heroic to kind of get them him yeah. now, right? Um, in terms of experience, what are we really talking about here, right? Obviously, refresh had a bit earlier with like Fragsters and then Cloud9 and all those kind of stints there. But in, in the modern Counter-Strike, since he returns, like Flames have been there in the big events. Right, so yeah. it is going to be curious to see how Yabi plugs into all of this. Um, but I, I'm with the sentiment of you, blokes. Right, I think if you're getting the same that you're getting out of Stown and Shush, I think are the two pillars of the team. Uh, Yabi doesn't have to doesn't have to be mind blowing here for them to to get a little bit of extra juice. So we will see them play in the play-ins, which is uh, what we're going to be talking about a little bit later. So maybe we don't need to go too far into this now. Uh, we can we can touch on it a little bit later when we're doing the Cologne preview. Yeah. Um, does anybody think that refresh is going to be landing on his feet here and finding another? T- is he is he benched? Is he is he transfer listed? I I, I forgot to look at that key detail there. I think he's transfer listed. I mean, some, he's still he's way. still contracted in some yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. Um, not I don't think he's ever expected to come back or anything like that. I feel like they they are just looking to uh, to get him a new place. Um, okay. Is he is he going to find the team quickly? I would assume not. It's not it, he's not the easiest player to slot in anywhere to be honest. Because if you if you consider Danish teams like he's not going to land a spot on Astralis. I don't think that's ever happening, and so you kind of have to go lower. I'm gonna clip that as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at this I mean, point, that'd be, anything's look, happening. That'd be, that that, that's actually probably true. Yeah, but like that's that's just not happening. Like you, you, you're not going to be kicked out of the second best. Okay, now now the best, but obviously you know like the second biggest <laughs> brand uh, in in Denmark, uh, and then join the first one. That's sure a struggle, <laughs> struggling, but probably not to this kind of a level, you know. So. I think um, he's a great fifth or f- fourth player on a team if you're building a new team. Right. He's like he's a great player to have there, but he's not like, oh, let's build a team with refresh. You know, he's gonna be our sure. you know, you're gonna build a team with Yakindar and Dexter and JKS, like, oh, you're gonna get these players and then like, oh, who do we have? Oh, maybe put in a refresh. You know, that's kind of a that kind of thinking that I have for for him. I don't think he's I don't think he's done or in any yeah. any way, shape, or form, like international teams. He can find his way on any of them, like uh, some of these, like not top two, three, uh, currently, like the phase in G2, go a bit lower and he can be there. Or take a, take an EG, take a fucking NA team. And like, why not? I don't see, like, he's on that level for, for sure. He's not, he wasn't just like, you know, a complete bottleneck for heroic. They had an upgrade visible and they snatched it. That's it. Mm, yeah. 
All right, uh, let's jump into, you mentioned North America. We can jump into talking about everyone's favorite North American team, and I'm not talking about Cloud9. I'm talking about Liquid. Uh, now, Liquid have uh, recruited Yakinda for this event, right? And they, they made sure to let everybody know how grateful Yakinda should be that Liquid have given them this opportunity to play at IEM Cologne with them. I don't know if you guys read the tweet that came out. From no, Liquid, what's, but that's, what is that? That was I, kind I was, of how it was I was worded, a bit right? FKA, so please uh, let the me way, know. I, it's okay. I did, I did read it at the time, I'm sure, but I, I didn't get the same vibe, so I'm curious about where this what? is going. Really? Okay, just is go, it just me? Ahead. I have to find the tweet, right? I, I thought this was the the sentiment that everybody had. Now I got to fucking scroll through it all to find it. When do they tweet about this shit? That the, it looks like it's going to take me some time to get down. Probably. There. Uh, I mean, we probably like said. the tweet. Here we oh, go. What? This oh. is uh, this Yakinda will be filling in for us during IEM Cologne. We look forward to giving Yakinda an opportunity to compete at IEM Cologne and appreciate him for stepping in for us. I mean, I feel like that's kind of harmless. Yeah, I know, but. Like, come on now. What do you, we'd look forward for giving him an opportunity yeah, to compete in it is, it is a weird way to, yeah. why would you, it is a weird that? way to introduce one of the best, probably the best player they have now into the yeah. team. You know, that's kind of yeah. fun. Make a wish foundation. We're very <laughs> yeah. excited to give this kid a chance to play, play some games. Yeah, that is a, actually, that is a weird wording. I don't know. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know what they were thinking actually with that. I don't know, man. Just, just me. That's the way, you know. I, I, I thought there was a little bit of sass in there. Reading Give between the lines. Opportunity. Reading yeah, between I, the I lines like, is our like favorite copy right here. So yeah, I feel like somebody just put that together without really thinking too hard into it. I just. But they'd be I very lucky be... to have him stay, right? Because this <clears> yeah. is actually a really interesting addition if it is does become a permanent fixture, right? Like adding somebody of that aggressive ability that they will set up. That's the thing. Like I don't think th this is one of the things I think people probably haven't considered. How much support? Did Yakinda get in VP? Not a lot. Just hey, Yakinda, do you want Util thrown for you? Sorry, mate. James saving an orb three seconds into the round. I guess you got to do whatever you can on your own. He might actually get support. Daps might actually have the boys set him up. And imagine Yakinda entry fragging with support. Wouldn't that be like that'd be lovely? Yeah, and I mean, it'd be a beautiful a, change. Yeah, and he is a good fit as well. If you think about like the kind of like the aggressive pieces that the that Liquid have, it's basically a leash. And that's kind of it. If you think about it, like OC, sure, he can have some picks and stuff like that. But yeah, like you don't expect an upper uh, to go out for first kills, not not in this kind of a meta anymore, at least not in a way where like he's the one taking attention all the time, you know. Um, so Yakinda actually sounds like a really great fit for for, for this team and to free up Elijah a little bit more um, so that he's not the one that he's that, that's pressured to create space a lot of the time. <laughs> Obviously, Elijah is an aggressive player, but you don't want him to be the guy who's constantly, you know, first into sites and just like opening up um on the sides and, and stuff like that so i i it should work on paper this should be good they should be better than they were before for sure 100 percent. like it, it would be hard to see how they would be worse yeah. and like the thing is and that that's not meant to be like a dig at shocks or anything like that but i think yakinda fits the team and maybe what they need a little bit better like i think oh see we all see where he's trending right like he's definitely he's definitely one for the future it's going to take him a while to get all the experience and then be constantly producing but he has to be the best North American Orpa in God knows how long. Like, I don't even think he, he, he's, he's standing out head and shoulders above the rest. And I think that this might be really nice because Liquid can go into this kind of without pressure. 
you know, I, I and this right. is the same thing. We're going to talk about them a bit later in the preview. So I don't know how long we want to spend on this now. That's that's the thing we have here, right? Because we have all these teams. I mean, we probably won't well, talk a lot, yeah. lot about Liquid because they okay. aren't really a team that's a contender for the title or anything. So we can just get it out now no. and then skip it later. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that this is like a, a situation where there's maybe not a huge amount of pressure. There's definitely pressure. It's the last event before the end of the season. Um, but the only way that I guess the pressure is added is if Liquid feel like they're trying your kinder out and your kinder feels like he's trying liquid out and it doesn't go well for one party because then like let's say your kinder isn't happy, then liquid now have to spend the rest of the offseason looking for a fifth. Right. Right. And then yeah. the, the your kinder on the other way would have to sit there for the rest of the offseason fielding offers from G2, Vitality, you know, like this is this is where it's worse for the team it's worse for liquid if your kinder's like actually you know what this was I just played because I fit in and I'm going elsewhere afterwards. Cause we don't know where this is going, right? This this doesn't is there anything that says this is permanent? Look, this is the, it is a good sign to be fair, like because it didn't seem like from what I was hearing uh, behind the scenes, it seemed like a liquid were really struggling to find somebody and to make this work. And suddenly it, they just actually clicked. And so the fact that they actually went through, even if it's a loan situation, whatever it is exactly, mm. I imagine Virtus Pro didn't just you know let him go to liquid and play a tournament for nothing, you know. So mm. I imagine there was some of some kind of a loan or or like a transaction happening behind the scenes. Um, and so, like, that's already a good sign that it could be a permanent move eventually, you know, that they could yeah. make a transfer happen. I mean, it's also like there was actually one comment just before we started talking about this. Someone someone said, like, Yakindar, I didn't see him play in so long. Like, is his form even good anymore? So for, for Yakindar individually and for Virtus Pro, this is a good chance to show, like, okay, this guy actually... Just don't forget about Kinder. He's still here. He can, you know, he can deliver. Similarly to like what Katowice was for JKS. Of course, he didn't act on that, but it was there are reasons, obviously, because it's like just the start of the season, not really a lot of transfers going on. But I feel like it's kind of a similar thing. It's uh it's good for all parties involved for for him to come here and, and play good, essentially. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, if they crop up again, we can talk a little bit more about Liquid and uh, Yakinda in the in the later stages of the show. But uh, another name that we've mentioned quite a lot here on the show over uh, different different weeks is wonderful, right? A Ukrainian Orpa. Uh, he was helped out by like what, like Neil, who was doing the FPL stuff, and Big as well. They kind of helped hook him up with the PC and everything like that. And he he was in Europe, and uh, he's he's joined Spirit to replace Dexter, who we saw uh, having a pretty good showing over there with OG. Um, but, but this is a curious one, right? Like you, you plug him in, Spirit have all the hype around them because of the major, they lose their best player. Wonderful has really big shoes to fill here, Prof, right? So mm. uh, what what, what what should we expect for somebody I, like this? Yeah, I think those shoes need to be thrown out and they need to get some new shoes. Like that, okay. that is how I see. Like I think Wonderful is, didn't watch him play a lot, but he is definitely one of these up and coming golfers who can prove and deliver a lot of these things. But Dexter was someone that had a lot of experience actually playing, especially in this team, mm. playing kind of the top level, like they peaked uh, during the online era and like sixth in the world or something. They played all these top tournaments, made deep runs, stuff like that. Uh, and then he proved on LAN as well in the arenas that he can play. Um, and he's like a hype guy as well. Like he's someone you can you can just like band behind and, and get going. Like I don't, I don't think wonderful is going to be the same guy like this is a completely different player so i, I feel like that is going to be it's going to be an adaptation period of course he can be great he can be you know the next big cis opera but not instantly i don't think i don't think we should expect them 
to just, oh, this is the next Dexter instantly. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. well, we, we got blown out of the water with like Patsy and Siren's performances at the yeah. major, right? Like, so wonderful. If he can follow suit in that way, Strike would be a fucking miracle. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you have to remember that this guy is 17 years old and he's never played a, a tournament anywhere near this big. Like, the, I was just looking through his lands and <clears throat> like the only thing that he really played that was relevant was this Jarappa Masters season two land, which was like teams like fours and and you know like kind of like a tier two land mm. that was in uh albania i think um and that's pretty much the only land that he played outside of uh, uh outside of you know the cis region or anything like that so like this is this is a completely new level for him new kind of tier he's never really played it at a team anywhere near this level so like the expectations should be set relatively low especially like early on and at an event like cologne I think the the key for me will be if we can just have a couple of moments, you know, where right. he looks okay, yeah, like that that's <laughs> exciting, right? I, yeah. That that's that's really probably all I'm looking for here because Spirit anyway, like this is the thing, man. Everybody getting like hyped about the Brazilians and Spirit and all that kind of shit at the major. It's like for fuck's sake, like you guys don't realize by these guys like having these performances above their level, it's gonna fuck everything up for the next couple of months. You know, now we're gonna like th these guys qualify for Cologne because they have a good performance here and everything like that, right? And it's like. Well, now Dexter's gone. It's not even the same team, right? You, you bang on there about him being not only the hype guy, but the, the staff ragger, right? Like there's a lot to this. Um, so it's going to be curious to see if Spirit, because they're, they're like on this fucking really bumpy roller coaster. Yeah. Things start looking good, then it like dips down again, and then it starts looking good, and now it dips down again. So now it's like, well, where are Wonderful we? Wonderful team so far. Project X for like, I don't know, eight events, then playing with Trasco. I don't know if that's an org or just like a mix. Yep. Then he had that Hellraisers period before Hellraisers disbanded. And in that period, he was, of course, playing like tier three, tier four, but he was like 130 rating, yeah. which is amazing. But tier three, tier four, Hellraisers for a couple of, like this is practically his first real, real team, like real top team that is with other real professional players that have experience that are expected to deliver yeah on a high level against the best teams in the world so it's a, it's a huge jump it's a really huge jump so i think that is just something to keep in mind in terms of when this guy goes on the server what we can expect and then if he is really good if he is like 1.15 1.20 rating that's fucking amazing great uh but just like let's take it easy okay. i am a little bit worried about you know what how, kind of like how Spirit have been signaling the the Dexter departure and kind of like the reasons around it and kind of like the playstyle reasons uh, and things like that because they did kind of insinuate that they didn't really like him having so much space and wanting so wanting to be aggressive all the time. They did kind of like there were a couple of um, let's say interesting comments uh, about that saying something like we're looking for an opera that's going to be both that's going to be capable of being both aggressive and passive. You know, it almost sounded like a little bit uh, like a criticism towards Dexter, who obviously, you know, wants to go for these for openings and stuff like that. He's constantly yeah. kind of aggressive looking for, for things to do. Uh, and that is something that clearly like spirit weren't super happy about and wanted to change. And, and that was also a part of the reason why there was some friction between the team and Dexter. And eventually that led to the departure, even though there were obvious, obviously other, uh, other factors. So I'm curious about how much space are they actually going to give wonderful to do what he does best, you know? And how much are they going to want him to fit into their system? So yeah. that's like, I almost feel like they're, he might be a little bit constricted at first uh, before they kind of realize where he fits in, how much he can be kind of like a balanced opera and how much he can't, you know, so definitely cause for worry. 
I, I think here, like uh, when you're talking about like looking for an opera as well, who can who can do both? If if it is a jab, fine. But also you have to keep in mind like how sporadic Patsy was. Like he was super. He, Patsy was the guy just fucking repeating everything, right? right? Yeah. So if you have somebody who who wants to do it as well, and maybe there's a bit too much of an overlap there, then you just have people throwing away their lives a lot. We know Chopper loves a good little run on in as well. So, all right, we'll keep our eyes on Spirit. Should be exciting to see this uh, wonderful kid on debut in the big leagues. Let's move forward talking about Apex. Now, uh, Apex bench Decillion and Chorzy. Uh, now, Apex, are, like I heard that they're like... Hoheer was big on Apex when this team came together. Who was, who was the biggest like proponent? Was anyone? I don't, know, I don't know. I think we were all kind of like, yeah, sure, this could be a top 30-ish team, but not like nothing, nothing amazing. Yeah. Maybe I think we were all maybe kind of on the same. Or something. Yeah, potentially. But uh, I, I think here, we probably have a couple of things to, to unpack from this one. The first is like Apex is apparently like a big money org, right? Like that's what I've heard. I've heard they have a lot of money. So are they going to make like a big move? And then I think I think okay, well, who are you going to get? You want an in-game leader and you want a rifler, right? So who are you going to like? Hooksy and and Zyphon would make sense. But then I remember the tweet from old mate like a week ago. So I think he said nobody wanted to buy all of Copenhagen Flames for 160k. So like the the Apex want to buy these two do they do do we think that they have like their sights set on an in-game leader and a rifle from somewhere else or a silly and how many times is this going to happen to the fucking guy like there's a lot of things here that we can like latch onto, right striker mm. do, do you think there's any natural picks to go in and join the likes of stiko and jacob in in this apex roster i mean what you're saying like in terms of free agents i feel like hooksy and, and zyphon are at least hooksy you know for the in-game leader slot maybe zyphon you know, maybe they have some other rifle that they have in their sights but Tuxi feels like a pretty obvious one to at least consider, uh, even if they're not going to go for him. So that's that's definitely a good shout. He's clearly a guy who's going to who's not going to be expensive if there is a buyout even at all. Uh, I would I would imagine not a big one. Um, so yeah, that'll be one name. I, I actually can't think of. You got players the, like Lecro. Also a possibility, I guess. There's some Lecro isn't Tigelling though, right? It was Freiburg. I mean, he could be, I guess. True, you're right. It was Freiburg. Um, people are throwing out Azer and JKS. There is there's a, bunch a connection of, there. Yeah, Alex. Alex was a name yeah, true. that I saw. Like, true. it's kind of a team where I feel like they have to experiment and take some like have to take some gambles because they are not they're not good enough in terms of you know the ranking and maybe maybe even like a star player. I feel like that is also missing. Like if they had like one really good, like young talent developing, I guess that's mm. what they tried with Chauzy, but it didn't work, work out to have someone that's like, Oh, this guy is going to be, you know, this guy's going to be really good. They have like good players, but they don't have, you know, they don't have the big star name and they don't have an IGL, which are the two maybe most difficult things to, yeah. to figure out. So they need to take a risk. And then hope, like, they need to moneyball it a bit and hope, like, some of these players that are overlooked for some reason, like, Alex could be maybe a player at this moment that is, like, his stock is lower than his value. Um, okay. And maybe, like, a year ago, his stock was much higher than his value. So maybe maybe he's a player that would be would be worth for them to to pick up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is an interesting one, right? This is The team's in the same position it was when we first talked about them for me. Mm. Like, you know, if they make some exciting roster changes here... And we'll be able to see what happens with them going forward, right? But I, I don't know if there's too much for us to really chit-chat about now because they haven't made that dent uh, in the upper echelons that we would traditionally be talking about. 
So if you boys are happy, we can jump into the next little piece of news. Let's go. All right. Uh, this is Saw extending his contract with Entz, and we know from the interviews with the players, we keep hearing from the camp there that Saw is... Saw is great. Saw is great. Best coach. Best coach. He's the best exactly. coach I ever worked with. Saw is the best coach. Precisely. Uh, that's exactly what we're talking about happy. right there. Uh, so, yeah, look, I, I guess this is a positive thing, right? It's always good with these coaches if they are getting the praise to be getting re-signed and stuff. We've seen with coaches in the past, they don't get re-signed or they get chucked away. A different coach comes in. But obviously, Saw has something he's bringing to the squad. Um, I, I guess there's not really too much to say about this one, is there? He just has a contract extension. We'll see more of Saw. Yeah, about pretty it. much. All right. Well, cool. Uh, I guess we can get into Skinnyanet, right? Shall we yep. be getting there into... There was a, someone to go in, uh, Zero Zero Nation, that happened the meanwhile. Okay, do you want to talk yeah. about them now or during the... Um... They're, in the they're in the next section. We'll just we'll, okay. we'll go over Let's there. go into Skinnyanet. The question number three is going to blow your mind, I think, okay. or four, one of those. All right, all right. Well, everybody here, if you haven't tuned into HR TV Confirmed before, you know what you need to do. You need to type Bitskins in chat now. We're going to do... Skinionaire, this is a quiz. Uh, am I answering the question? Is Striker answering the questions? What's going on here, prof? Um, I think maybe you can do one one. Okay, all right, we'll do it collectively. So, prof has written the questions this week after last week's debacle. Uh, me <laughs> I don't know what questions. happened, I just saw right. a lot of tweets. I just and I comments. Just, I tried to make them a little bit well, I didn't even try to make them hard, I just made them about updates, and they it, it, was it, really didn't, it didn't really land. It was really know? hard, yeah, <laughs> it was real difficult. You see how difficult it is. Like, so I did, I had no idea, like, with half of them, I, like, I was like, how the fuck are you supposed to know that? If it was questions like th that's kind of stuff that. I, I don't know, because I play a lot of the fucking like operations and shit when it comes out and stuff. So I don't know. For me, it seemed name, like a natural thing. Name the update number when yeah. the, the UMP was dropped from 1,000. All the way to the third decibel. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into this. Who wants to be a skinny nerd? Brought to you by Bitskins. Question numero uno. Striker, we'll let you take the first one here. Get us off the gate. Uh, question one. Which got oh, which team got 16-0 today in Valencia? Virtus Pro, Hummer. Or the Movistar Riders, which Hummer. team? Okay, yeah, it's 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 very true. It is very true. I watched that today. It was <laughs> on Nuke. It was rough. It was ZKS, Delboni. They they weren't having a good time out there. So that'll be Hummer, uh, yeah. previously known as Sao Catano. Sao Catano, the Armor Legends. They yeah, were they, so bad. They copped it. All right, question number two. Remember, type Bitskins in the chat if you want to enter the draw to win the skin. Uh, question two, Sirison won his second MVP from Rubek Cup. At what 2020 event did he earn his first? Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, Dreamhack Master Spring, Dreamhack Leipzig. Just or... tell me this, was it online or was it LAN, Prof? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> I think it was online. It was online, for sure. It was online. So, uh, I want to say want to say Dreamhack Master Spring. Yeah, I, I have the same same inclination, yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to talk more about Big Letter too. So I'm going to lock in A, Dreamhack Masters Spring, and hope that we're bang on here. And I am. Uh, the reason I ask is because Dreamhack Leipzig was when Keto and Sirison first joined the team yeah, in early but 2020. I don't think it was an MVP. But there was an yeah, no MVP. No, an MVP that's why I asked Lana online, because uh, I wanted to eliminate a little option right there. All right, question number two. Three, even. Two's good. Two, we got the answer. Three, we need the answer. Bring it up, Lucas. Out of the last 10 matches played, how many did Imperial win? One, three, or five? Striker. It's one of the three. And I'm trying to remember. Out of the last 10. Some guy in chat says zero. I can say that that's... I know they first. won one for sure. And I'm trying to remember. The, the default win over Movistar doesn't count. Just saying. 
That one that it's probably one then. It's probably one then. It, yeah, it's, I think it's definitely one. I'm locking in one. And the correct answer is, is Prof licks his chops. One. Yes, indeed. It's quite the losing streak they're on right now, uh, but we'll get to see more of them. We'll see if the pain continues or if they pull themselves out. It's a big event. Maybe they're just a big event team, right? We, mm-hmm. that, that is legitimately a thing because other teams crumble under the pressure. So not, not too long to wait and see. Uh, question number four on the door. What team did Mayan and Lucan play in 2019 before reuniting on Leviathan? Was it Isaurus, Furious, or Sharks? Fuck. I know this. All right, what is it? I want to say Isaurus. What? No, it's Sharks. All right, Sharks it is. Lock it in Sharks. Bang. Correct answer is Sharks. All right, one more. One more to go here. Question five, and we're going to jive all the way to Knife City, bitch, because we get this one right. One lucky viewer is going to be winning a 50 dollar skin what is the lowest ranked team in the cologne play-in zero zero nation tyloo or complexity it has to be zero zero nation well you have to remember they have the gods and core but they true i mean it's not complexity surely it's got to be tyloo or zero zero nation right well as much as it seems like a bait i think it's tyloo but i i really don't i'm not sure where'd you go sponge you can't go cheating i see you're, you're typing there you're looking up the no rankings. i've got my i've got my hand on my lovely extra five wireless mouse right here i mean i, uh, I would say i mean it can't be surely it can't be complexity so i feel like i want to I, yeah. I want to go zero Quick pick, 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 striker, pick. Just go for Tyloo. Locking it in. Is it Tyloo? Surely, surely it's not Tyloo. That is Tyloo. Oh, saved. Thank God for striker. That, okay. that was such a fucking uh, such a bait. Yeah, that was a bait. That was a hard bait. Man. Lucas is bait. talking to me right now. I can hear him. What's up, Lucas? Yeah, because you, you don't show Your up on the camera. Uh, go on. I don't know if you turned off the thing or. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, maybe when I picked up my mouse and showed it to everybody, I just fucked the camera. Hold up. I've got to get back yeah, in the camera, everybody. Something. Can we uh, uh, move on? on? Do we have another bumper or something? Or uh, Yeah, we do. Yes. We do. Roll the, roll the bumper, Lucas. Let's get into but to guys, you're for, the events. You're, you're forgetting the most important part of Skinionaire. Oh, we didn't, oh we giving away the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, hold up a second. It's Panumujo. What the? Panumujo. Sounds finished, if you ask me. Uh, hold up a second. I'm, I'm getting the webcam situation sorted. And am I back? Are we uh, back? Yep, you are. I'm back. Back from right. black. We're back. So don't lift up the mouse. All right. Is, no, it happened before gotcha. that. Okay. Well, I guess I fucked anyway, something up then. It doesn't matter. I'm not the most technologically savvy, everybody. Uh, I don't know if you've worked that out yet. All right. Let's, uh, well, we don't have a bumper to roll. We just keep going, right? Let's go. We're, we're talking about, I guess we're still kind of in recent news, right? We're going to be talking about Rubek Cup. Uh, so this is, uh, look, I fucked up on last week's show. It completely slipped me that the event was running and finishing on a Thursday. It was a week and a half yep. event online. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? And every day there was two streams going. The games didn't start till 3 PM. The second game started at 7 PM or something like that. So you had four games in the period of a couple of hours. And then before you know it, the finals on a Thursday and you're thinking to yourself why, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it happened. And big one. Now. I want to get this one out of the way straight away because the forums are alike. People are loving this one right now. It has to be the hottest fucking topic of the year so far. Does this win for big? First of all, the fact that what is going on with it? Let's, let's dissect this. Let, let's wait before we get to the, <laughs> before we get to the win. Was Faven sick again? Why was he not playing? 
Yeah, there was something. There was some illness, something, something. Okay, he, but this this has happened a couple of times now, right? So like like forty fever or something. I don't know. Okay, there, so there so he was not well, right? Not well, yeah. Okay, so if that's the case, then okay, fine. I understand why keto is standing in, but we got to make sure we're like we we can't call him a standing, right? I feel like we have to call him a substitute. Yeah. At this point, it's basically a fucking six man roster. The amount of yeah. time I see keto playing for big, right? Is he's every second I mean, weekend he was he's there fucking before. in the It's not like they they just picked a random guy out of Germany and just yeah. put him in. Like he played with this team for a year and yeah. a half or whatever it was, you know. So so for having keto, almost, I think. having keto get plugged in and playing and stuff, I I feel like right. We, I think we should go with a like substitute here, right? Like uh, we'll make sure we're not throwing the standing tag around too much because I think that I think that doesn't really fit the bill. He's basically just a sixth man who steps in when someone else can't make it, which is fine. They played Keto had some really good maps in that final against FaZe. So let's then transition to talking about the the fact that Big One, Prop Big One online and Citizen got MVP. Is this a bigger issue for them than losing the event? Because they are no, seriously. I, I, I think Riker can take this one because he just he made this exactly. I made that, that's that's pretty I pretty much believe what I tweeted exactly. It was like uh even big probably was like, uh, like, why did we have to win this? Like, did yeah. wasn't all the online talk enough? Like, that's what I felt like too, because it's like, it's like you know, it's the comments are coming, like because obviously oh, already big really, exactly like they haven't won anything in a while, uh, and so and a big online event comes and they suddenly win it. You know, that's an interesting coincidence for sure. Um, I mean, you can't get away from it, right? It's it's it's, it's uh, hard to see past that. And we have to talk about it, right? Sirison did get MVP at the event. Like yeah. his stats on LAN are not bad stats. Like don't no, get me wrong. Not at all. Like it's not like he's he's not like he's completely noob in it, right? That's not the discussion whatsoever. But he's not the same player he is online. And he yeah, was in I his mean, bedroom at home again, man. He had the fucking blurred out thing. The rest of the crew were all at the big. Actually, that's not true. Kido wasn't there. But three of them and Gob, I'm pretty sure, were in the big area and citizens at home. And we've heard a lot about him being particular. It all just adds back into this online conversation. It really sucks. Like, why Why do we have to keep having this chat? But like, we we, we do though, Prof. Like, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, there's, you can't, you can't really escape it. It, it just... It's just how it is. Like it, he is simply just like that, ten percent, twenty percent better at these events than he is on the in Katowice or whatever at the major. He like this is his best performance uh, this year since the RMR and the RMR they just like three would just yeah. smashed everyone, so it wasn't really that difficult. Like here he played fourteen maps, I think, and had like a one point twenty five rating, and his grand final was great, and his semi final was great, so. It's um, it's frustrating. Like you can't, you can't really, you know. It's usually after some time you call someone an onliner. There's like that period where you're right, and then after some time you're no longer right because you know the guy either he's so bad that he gets kicked and you don't have to talk about him anymore, or he's he just develops and becomes better on land. But Searson is one of these like outliers where you just constantly say like, ah, oh, he's better online. He's better online. He's better online. Uh, he's going to be good, but he's not going to be like that level where with this Searson, they're like a fucking insane team. And without him, they're going to be like, you know, they can be good, but they're not going to be the number one. They're not going to win big tournaments. And and this is the thing, like people need to go back and even just watch that grand final, right? Dust2 is a perfect example of all the different openings that he was able to find the yeah. team, right? And they were, they they facilitate Searson to find the picks, right? They'll flash so that he can take an angle or they'll set him up, right, to make sure that he can hold. But they know that they have a very good AWPA, so of course yeah. they're going to do that. And then along with... He just the, gets the, more shots. Yeah, well, yeah. But that, that's, the, that's the truth of the matter, right? And those shots that he hits are map-defining 
shots because you look at the game against FaZe, it's close. It's a close best of three series that they played. The final map was overtime, right? It went the distance. It went all the way to Mirage. Nuke could have been a map that Big were able to close and get it done in two, but they ended up getting it done in the final, right? But this is the thing. And and you look at this final and, and for Big, we've just said, we've, I've posed the question, is this worse for them than, you know, just coming top two or whatever, or maybe just making it to the playoffs. But then you have to look at the flip side of that going into Cologne in Germany. They're the hometown heroes. Is this going to be enough with the confidence? I mean, I guess then you have the caveat of the fact that Faven wasn't playing and Keto was. So that causes issues for them as well. So I, it, they win, sure, but I don't think it does anything positive for them. I mean, yeah. the, it, for them, as in like for their outlook or for their confidence, what I don't know what you mean by that, because I feel like, I mean, winning an event, it's still good for your confidence, right? Surely, like they know the comments are coming and what like the outside will think. But I mean, are they is it think? though? Because I mean, now, now the confidence you have, okay, we just won online, we beat FaZe in the grand final online. Now we go to LAN, we just get fucking bodied by order in a best beat, one in the opening game. They beat FaZe, they beat, <laughs> no. right, they beat FaZe in, on LAN too at the RMR. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, sure. like, it's not like they haven't taken some of these wins, you know, they just haven't really won a tournament with it. So but, they just haven't been what, consistent like this across how, a lot of events. How steep's to fall off if they lose in the play-ins? Like, I how mean, miserable yeah, do you course, fucking uh, feel? Wait, that means I actually would have to look at they the play They play order first round, I'm pretty sure. Oh, They're yeah, not going to they, lose that. But I think they, they get they are, more yeah. eyes on them, like more attention. That is for sure. Um, I think these this tournament, I'm not going to lie, I was on vacation half of it. Half of it, I wasn't, but I just couldn't be asked, asked to watch it actually because like what is the point of this event anyway who actually cares yeah who is going to win it who cares about these results no one so cologne is coming up who's actually putting in an effort to win this like of course you win it you want to win when you play but you can't really draw a lot of conclusions from this tournament and i hate when people are like oh online events they don't count but like there are some that count and some that don't count this is like an online event with all of the top teams almost between a lot of important LAN events. Like, why, why, why does it even exist? No one knows. I think even the people that work in the event were kind of confused why they were doing that and like what was going on. When when I watched the broadcast, I was like, oh, so this finished. No one's gonna watch <laughs> this vod ever again in the eternity of of life existing on Earth. So goodbye. <laughs> That's how it felt to me. Yeah, it, it just kind of came and went, right? And this is the thing. This is what we were discussing previously on a, on a show a couple of ago where we were talking about like what things mean for different teams, right? I think we were, when we had Snappy on, we were talking about like the importance of this tournament and both FaZe and Ents, I think like I personally, I was like, I don't think it matters for them, right? And I think Snappy was trying to lean and say that, it, you know, they, they couldn't just get completely blown out, right? We did that little uh, tier maker thing. And I think like if you run down the list here for phase and ends, the results that they had were fine, right? Like that for cloud nine, I think that's, it's probably a good thing that they had like a, another good performance, right. To continue to back that up. I don't think it really mattered for them too much either for Astralis. I feel like they've overperformed probably in, in this environment right here still. But then you go down through some of these names here, like for Furia and uh, that they're in a bit of a free fall right now. We'll talk about their Valencia stuff soon. Mao's continue to be disappointing, right? Um, OG, they were at the top of the pops. Then Mantu comes in, and then they play this event, and it doesn't go so well. Imperial continuing on that losing streak, you know, Entropic with Mia, whatever. Complexity is still bad. Like, it, it feels like nobody won this event. Nope. I mean, who, who were the winners? Big one. At the same time, big I think one. I think it's it's difficult to, to to say seriously that Big lost more than they won. Like, why? 
how is it how is the tournament went bad like sure they they see that it was online and they see that this is possible for them well, we to can do. say it's the worst tournament win of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know exactly why how you can paint a serious picture that is bad for them it's more like for the outlook and then people you know obviously say what they're going to say about the the run um you know being online and they're not going to replicate it on land and there's probably going to be some doubt when they come into land and as you say maybe they start off on a bad foot or maybe like it's too close with order and they just look like they they don't really have the same individuals on and stuff like that i can see how that will come into play but like winning an event is still winning an event it's not yeah. like it's bad for them you know so yeah. i feel like it's it's really hard not to see big as the big as big winners um of this event in general like uh, it's it's really difficult yeah i get what you're saying yeah. i don't know i i just I, I think i'm looking because we always like oh big they're looking good they got some geeky utility they're on a bit of a hot streak you know they get and then we get let down again right this is yeah it, i mean you have to also consider that <clears throat> they have been playing kind of like on and off with first with keto instead of uh, crimbo and yeah. then now now instead of instead of Favon, and so like we don't even know if if Favon's going to be back in in cologne i talked to like Christian Lenz just talked to me uh, on the side and he said they're still kind of like trying to decide if okay. Faven's going to play or not and they're going to decide tomorrow. Um, so because he's apparently getting better day by day and they, they're going to have to see if uh, if that improves enough uh, so that he can play. But like assuming assuming uh, um, what we know, it's probably not going to happen. I would imagine that um, that Faven's going to be back if he's he, he wasn't feeling good enough to play online, you know? So like for him to travel to an event, maybe it's it's going to be too early. Obviously, I don't see in the background. I don't know how how good he is actually. Yeah. Oh, I, and they are in Germany, right? So that might mean it, it might be, he doesn't have to get an aeroplane. I wouldn't imagine True. he just has to get a train. So that might, you know, play a bit of a factor. Yeah, aeroplane. Well. <laughs> he doesn't have to get an aeroplane. He doesn't have to get an aeroplane. He just has was, to get on a train. It says aeroplane. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Sinners just beat complexity. Um, Junior dropping a 0 0.86 rating was the second best player. So make of that what you want. Just flash updates. Wonderful. All right. Grim, uh, Grim no, no, no. Wonderful, wonderful was signed I by Spirit. The... Maybe Deco. Yeah. I, is, is, oh, I'll talk about complexity in a minute as well. Be a one too. <laughs> uh, all right. So do we have anything that we want to talk about with Rubet? Was there anything that you guys saw? Nah. Like I, I didn't catch every game. I was with you. There's a bunch of drama about some like rounds and stuff. I don't know. What oh, was the that Imperial weird, game, weird... right? Yeah, there were some weird admin, maybe not necessarily decisions, but uh, possible human error on, on an admin uh, side because there was like a mouse imperial round that got restarted, and the organizers apparently didn't really know why. But it feels like it's pretty obvious what happened uh, from uh, from what I've heard around the uh, around the HLTV chat. So um, some human error apparently, some admin okay. error or whatever happened. So like. The, the the event in general wasn't run the greatest, but it's not like it was horrible. It was watchable. It's like you could you could keep an eye, keep an eye on the entire series and not be super annoyed by anything. Yep. It's just kind of like the 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 event that like Prof said nobody really cared about or really cared about who, who was going to win or you know at the end even when you were listening to like Anders and Moses casting that was like the least. That's mainly what I was talking on Twitter. Not even about big and how much it meant to them. It's more like the casters even couldn't bring themselves to hype up. Uh, and over time coming to an end and actually deciding the tournament winner you know it's a 1917 you could have gone to second overtime it could not have been close literally and then like they could not give less of a shit so that kind of like spoke to the quality of the event in general and kind of like the vibe because everybody knows clone is coming and that's kind of what we want to see you know yeah well, I, I think the, the coolest thing about the entire event for me was the M4A4 is up to just over 4% on the uh, little statsy weapons wheel. Yeah. 
True. Whereas when you compare that to Blast Lisbon, it wasn't even on the little statsy weapons wheel. So <laughs> yeah, I, mean, that means, I think that shows up either one or two percent. I don't remember when it shows up on the on the wheel. So it was, but it's below one or two percent of the little statsy weapons. I think it's one percent, but so, I could be wrong. Yeah, but that that's it. The M4A4 up to four percent now. Phase where we're using it a lot. Is that Do you think the it's trending? There's the trending up. Do you think there's going to be more, or is that you know? I think I think everybody when they first saw the nerf went. Ah, everyone's still going to use the A1S, but I think that people uh, were were doing what they normally do, which is the knee jerk reaction to something. And I think that we'll see that players will maybe situationally, which has always been the discussion, start leaning more and more into the A4. I still think that the A1, right, like in terms of the silencer and being able to get away with those cheeky kills, it's going to be a bit more particular. But players are going to be getting caught out a lot having to reload. Like that's just going to happen. That is, that yeah. is just going to happen. That's just the nature of the beast. I haven't really seen it too much through Rubet that anybody was kind of like getting caught in weird positions, like trying to spam smokes and stuff like that. Not, you know, sometimes, yeah, but not like overwhelmingly. So I saw like, obviously a lot of the kind of like the anchor positions, a lot of those players were using the A4. I think Robs was one of them, right? So who was kind of like on the sides, like on Dust2, for, for example, and B. Um, so like clearly there are some uses for it, but it's still overwhelmingly uh the the less used weapon obviously this is the first event that we have it and usually usually if we see any sort of a spike that tends to go even further as uh, more tournaments come so i would imagine in cologne maybe a couple more players are going to join in obviously it's it's more teams as well um with the playing in in combined and and a a bunch of different teams as well so it's possible that we're going to see it maybe go up to like six seven percent or whatever and and just a little bit more even uh, compared to the to the A1S, but I would still imagine that that most of the people will use the A1S. Yeah, I, I I think that this is this is the thing. The conversation is still very split at the moment. Like I think, like as I mentioned, I think there's a knee jerk reaction from a lot of people who think just going to ride or die with the A1S here and just say because of the stats of this, that, and the other. But I think situationally, if you're a professional player and you're getting caught out, you know, more than a more than a handful of times in a game because you're having to reload or having to reload in a situation gives away your position, right? You have the silence then fall, they hear the reload when it's quiet or, and you're dying because of those type of factors, then yeah, maybe you do see more people trending that way. Or alternatively, maybe you see more people buying, like having the silence then fall if money's still kind of shit, but then just going into the org or something if they want more mm. ammo for, mm. you know, because it would be nice to have teams picking and choosing uh, a little bit more between those type of of you know weapons and balance and and whatnot. So I think the flow on effect there will be right. If more teams do start investing, let's say that two out of the five players in every team start having the uh, the unsilenced M4. Well, it's a significant amount of money more, right? So you you are and with how people actually define <coughs> the economy these days, it may actually have a flow on effects to get more T rounds. Right. And right. if CTs are not as willing to go for as many like retakes or whatever, because they're not going to be able to afford as many guns, then maybe it does help, you know, because I know everyone's been complaining about the CT side meta. So the flow and effect, it only needs to be one or two more rounds and a half for the T sides to be looking significantly better, right? We're talking 11 fours becoming nine sixes. And at that point, we're in a, you know, I don't think people could be um, arguing that point too much. So I think that um, it'll be curious to keep an eye on this and see how it really starts to trend. But I don't think we really have a good idea just yet. And you're right. Like we will see the peak of it um, happen further down the line, most likely. I don't think this is something that's going to change immediately. Actually, something that I was was trying to, or what I forgot to look into was kind of like the balance of of maps. Um, And I mean... After Rubet? Yeah, exactly. At at Rubet specifically. 
Um, yeah. And it's like the problem is like a lot of the like heavily city sided maps are just not played too much, like Vertigo and Ancient were like the least played maps, and those are the two most yeah. uh, most skewed, or at least one of the most. Obviously, Nuke, Nuke, Nuke extremely skewed overpass is maybe the surprising one, uh, where it's pretty heavily skewed towards CTs as well. The rest mm. is pretty even, just to Inferno Mirage. Mm. So that's, I mean, it's just a, just to throw out some numbers, it's mainly 50 50 on those three maps. The rest of them are really skewed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that, like, Compared to previously, not uh, not the biggest change. I feel like we've already seen, you know, some maps trend a little bit towards these before already. Yeah, let, let's uh, let's keep an eye on that. Another another thing for us to monitor here. Let's jump in because this is an event that we will get to, to take a look at now. And oh, let's roll some ads, and then we'll be back talk about Valencia BRB. The Extrafium 42 RGB, what a fun mouse with five colorways, lightweight frame and just 59 grams with a swappable backplate to suit your grip style, the sensor, the easy cord, the smooth skates and driverless control for RGB and DPI is why you should check out the M42 RGB down below. Buy and sell your skins now. Easy, fast and safe. The best skin site credit card deposits and withdrawals, instant cash-out methods. Get the best deals. Quick, simple, reliable. Bitskins.com All right, we're back from the ads here, and Stryker Zadi has something he wants to say about FaZe from the Rubek Cup. Can we talk about why they keep dro dropping massive leads? They should have won this final. Okay. It was, what was it on the, what was it on the, on, on Mirage it was like eight, one from big that basically got them back into the game and then phase out to salvage it and then still lost in overtime, you know, and that's so, not, it, it's far from the first time that this was happening. I can't remember the games off the top of my head, but they've dropped some massive leads, uh, in, in key games before. So, so I feel like it's, it's really awkward to see from a team that has this much experience. So what, what are you using as reference points to this, the other events they played in recent history? Like, are we talking post-major? We're talking uh, like Dallas yes. and, and yeah, yeah, Blast? Yeah, yeah. yeah and, that, and I think even... Uh, Dallas against uh, Cloud9, right? Yeah, that was a big one. Comeback. Yep. Um, fuck, that's the thing. Like, I just remember several games. I just don't remember where they were because it was like one of these last three events, you know? And they were kind of like spread across the Cloud9 one. That's, that's the one that's... I mean, there's a spirit comeback, right? But that wasn't converted in the end. Was that also a thing? Do you think two? it could be the yeah. striker? Here's here's a question, and this you know this is a genuine one here. Do you think it could be because none of them are native English speakers and they might have issues communicating <laughs> when the when the pressure really gets on? Of course, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is exactly. It feels like this is not a team that should be giving up, you know, like one games. You know, it's, they just have the talent. They have the um, the caller. You know, they that shouldn't be happening. Just this is it's a broader topic. This though, right? Like this is the question. This is let's let's just sit here and be honest with ourselves for a second. Okay, if phase have come out of this and they're not all mentally there, and they you know then they're not going to be as dominant or winning these games right. as they should be, right? And I know what you're saying; they shouldn't be giving up these leads. I understand what you're saying with with that, right? Being a should be a championship quality squad, but I, I don't I don't know. Like I have a hard time in this post major period that we're in right now. It just feels like nothing matters. Everything feels like a fucking blur, you know? It's just, and I'm not saying that's an excuse because there's a, there's a whole bunch of people on HLTV who will gladly make excuse threads for phase, right? But uh, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I find it like super weird. This is, this, is, this is curious, right? Just let me put it this way for you guys. Let's, let's have this conversation. If you're phase and this year you win Katowice, the, pro, the first Pro League season, you win the major, you win Cologne, you win Rio, you win the second Pro League uh, season, 
and you win the Blast World Finals, did everything else in between even matter? Like, do you even give a fuck? I mean, I mean it depends yes, on... Yes depends and on, no. Yeah. I guess, guess it's always about winning more and, like, putting putting up a record and doing all of these things. Like, I think you can never kind but of look it, past that. When you look at, like, the Astralis 2018, don't you want to be that, right? Of course, it's hard to it's hard to be 100% and fully motivated for every event. And probably the, the competition is harder now than it was back then. So it's easier to kind of have a slip up. And maybe the way they play is more prone to slip ups. But I, I agree that's not... It doesn't really feel like... I mean, Cologne is around the corner, but I don't really feel like Cologne is around the corner. I don't know if yeah, this I know is the, the sentiment that's shared because I felt it before the major. I felt it before Katowice. I'm like, oh, shit's happening. Even before the RMR. like I feel like the hype before the RMR was bigger for me personally than for Cologne now because that is, you know, oh, who's going to make it to the major? It's mm. super important. Cologne is important, but no one's going to win a Grand Slam there. Um, so there is an implication for that in the future, but it's not right now, right? There's no like big crowning moment, even if FaZe wins it. But yeah, they were definitely the, they're kind of setting the, the era. That is what they're, they're trying to do. So that is the biggest storyline, but any, they don't really feel like they are there for me. I don't know. Sure. Uh, if they win, if they win Cologne, they'll be the first team in a calendar year to win Katowice, the major in Cologne. Is that right? Right. Well, I, I think I'm trying to remember. I think that's I think that's right. I think Astralis never won Cologne, right? Yeah, Astralis never won Cologne. That's right. So yeah. and SK that's... weren't really that dominant like across an entire year as well. So what about like like I mean kind of works for Fnatic back then when they won Katowice and Cologne, but they were both majors. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. People saying Fnatic fifteen. Yeah, but yeah. there wasn't another major. There was two just there two events. Two, just two just yeah. those two events, yeah. Within yeah. the third one. The no major. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they were majors, so Cologne uh, and were majors. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but you know, at the time, at the time, Cologne and Katowice weren't like the standalone events that we see them now as, you know, like yeah. the, the, the the non-majors, but the biggest events that we have outside of majors, you know. So that's yeah, like it's not, it doesn't really compute. It's it's not the same event at the time. It's weird so to it's make a, comparisons like that as well, yeah. isn't it? Like with with the we've just we've just moved thing. moved in a very different direction in those with those two events because you know they lost major status quite a long time ago now. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's curious. Yeah, I don't know. This phase this phase conversation, right? This is this is the thing. Like let's quickly talk about Valencia and then we can get into the clone conversation because yeah, right. I think we're going to need we're going to need the clone runway to talk about that. Okay, if you're not paying attention right now, uh well, right now, yeah, today, uh ESL Challenger Valencia, which is I believe at Dreamhack Valencia, which is the festival side of things is on right now. Uh there are eight teams in attendance. We got Outsider Sprout, Zero Zero Nation and Furia and on group B, we've got Movistar Riders, MBR, Rare, Atom and Hummer. Hummer was the team that got 16-0 today, but I would gladly let you know that they have now won eight rounds. They are playing against Rare Assam uh, currently on Mirage in a best of three for elimination from Group B. Um, if you want to check that out, you guys know where to find it. It's on HLTV. Click all the bloody links. 50 it's great grand. that Rare Atom actually, like they already won. They actually got to travel to Europe. So True. Yep. Achievement unlocked. They're out. On them. They did have a hard time with that with a lot of events, didn't they? That was a, a bit of a drama. I think but, they dropped like three events already this year. Jesus. Yeah, that really sucks. Okay. Well, hopefully this is, uh, they're moving in the, in the right direction. But uh, I think one of the key matchups here is, or key teams here is Furia, who have already dropped the ball in the opener. Now, if you guys want to go to Gary's Twitter or uh, Gary, 
you can go check out like his his tweet storm. Uh, it's in Portuguese. I, I don't speak Portuguese, but luckily Twitter has this fun feature where you can translate. And basically, he sent out like a bunch of tweets uh, talking about like what the the performance and everything like that, and uh, kind of the way the game went. And then he's even been retweeting and replying to fans. So he's been getting a bit of the Brazilian experience as a Brazilian. Um, so what happened? I don't, what is they, the gist of it? They lost their opening game. Yeah. Okay. Um, and people are they're, they're talking about the map and uh, there's there's lots of bits and bobs in there um, about so about what, how Fury is there excuses that they get cheated on. What no, happened? no, what no. That? There's no complaining. I think he's just he's just going like, yeah, like guys, this you know we, we we're here trying to win. You know, it's not okay. working just yet. Uh, you know, uh, that that's kind of the gist of it. He's not out there making excuses or anything like that. He's just he's just trying to talk to the to the fans who are upset that Fury lost a game to Sprout sixteen to ten on Inferno, um, you know? Yeah. I so, mean, it's also, but it's also the 9Z, you know, the, the, just before that, the oh, two true. losses to 9Z at Rubet, that's also, that was kind of a, one of the big storylines of, of Rubet, if there was one really, yep. um, that, uh, that Fury just didn't even make it out of the group. So, um, I think that's the, that's probably what he was more referring to that, like the last couple of tournaments, the last period hasn't really been going great for them. I was trying to, uh, the translations weren't particularly great. So I was trying to, Feel like the gaps of what was probably mistranslated, but that that's kind of like the vibe that I got from it. Yeah, uh, that's if anybody wants to go check that out. But Fury are the team coming into this event, who I think most of us would say should be the ones in the grand final, if not mm. winning the whole thing. Right there, I think clear anything favorite. but winning would be a disappointment. Yeah, and that's they've set themselves up for this by playing all these events into the run up to Cologne. I think they've actually really hurt themselves yeah. with this. I understand they probably want to get European reps in, but this is just tanking the team's confidence, if if anything, right? Like these type of losses can can really, really compound and hurt. And uh, I believe their match tomorrow is going to be against Zero Zero Nation. Now we referenced Zero Zero Nation before. Uh, this is the godsend call with Taco, Lato, and Dumao joining Coldzera and Try. I think the rumor was it was just going to be Coldzera, but they've kept Try, which makes sense because he's an Orpa. And we know with Godsend that everybody was Orping, right? Uh, I know that they brought Henny in, that kind of changed that. After a while, but before that, Dumal, Lato, Barton, Taco, everyone under the sun for that fucking team was orping at some point, I think, other than Phelps. Um, but uh, Zero Zero Nation also lost their opening game. Uh, they lost to outsiders 16 to 11. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how this team kind of starts to unfold because it's the Taco and Cold Zero being reunited. I'd love to see Zero Zero Nation taking on Imperial at some point, right? That'd be a fun game. You can only imagine like what type of viewership we're going to be looking at for a game yes. like that one on goal as yeah. his channel, right? Um, but yeah, this event, it's another one of these pit stops here, which because Fury are in the mix, it means well, it's Zero Zero Nation Fury, by the way. Yeah. yeah, which is going to be wild, right? There's fucking four Brazilian teams at this event. If Hummer win, it'll be Hummer versus MIBR. You'll have fucking tomorrow, you'll have four Brazilian teams all playing against each other. For all for elimination. Yeah, crazy. Well, at least at least two teams will make it through, right? Like yeah. we look Probably at the bright side around here. The decider. Oh yeah, that's right. It is the fucking. They're, yeah, they're all yeah. elimination games. Yeah, not not ideal. Def definitely less than Hopefully. ideal. But uh, yeah, look, this event, guys. I, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it. I think the only reason we are talking about it is because Fury is there. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it, it's. I mean, it's it, also. I feel like outsiders also kind of have something to prove that this team is actually legit and at mm -hmm. least comparable to the old one because so far we haven't really got that inclination. Uh, they played the conference and they were really uh, confident there, but they didn't really play any good teams. And then they played at Rubet Cup and they didn't really have great results there. I'm yeah. trying to remember who they played. I, I, I forgot it. The, oh, they lost to Furia at Force. There you go. Oh, yeah, that the Force lost that I remember. Um, and so, like, this is obviously. 
pretty far away from what we would expect from from you know what used to be Virtus Pro. Uh, but since they since they got into new players, you know, we just don't know if they're good enough, you know, to be at the top top tier, you know, to be a top ten team. So like this is kind of a, a chance for them to at least get some confidence going before they go into Cologne and then potentially have a good result there. Yeah, this team hasn't like done a lot to get me excited, right? Like I think no. you know. Yeah, maybe they'll be exciting. I, I I don't know. This is just a wait and see type roster with them. I think. Is there anybody else here that we want to touch on? We have Sprout, Movistar, MIBR. I don't think we really want to talk about Hum. No, no. Right. no. we'll, right, we'll see it. if anything happens after the event, and then we take some like takeaways. Yeah, yeah. Movistar okay. lost three rounds on the way to the playoffs, so that that's one thing to say because they beat sixty Spanish. Well, they're on home soil, right? Yeah. yeah, people are cheering. That's that's what it is. That's all it is. All right, let's jump into the Cologne chat. This is what with everyone's here. This is why you're all here on a Friday night, sinking a couple bevies, listening to three clowns talk about counter-stricken. Now, Prof, we're going to start off here with N1 Bet. Uh, nice one. The number one moment. The big moment. Uh, what is the moment? Oh, just a sec. Maybe you want to start uh, fluffing Setting us up, up here. For, yeah, give, give, us, give us a bit of fluffing. Absolutely appropriate usage of that term. Um, yeah, I mean, Cologne. Cologne is coming up. We want to hype it up uh, because we are all ESL shields here. And this is exactly the only reason why this podcast exists is to prop up ESL products. That's Therefore, only me. That's only my addition. Uh, I think I think the uh, it expanded the definition recently. So we'll see. Um, essentially, stuff stuff's happening. Uh, Cologne is a big event. Why is it a big event? Like, why is an event a big event? Like, why is there hype about an event that happens every year? I mean, because things happened there in previous years, right? There are certain certain moments, certain like um, achievements for teams, uh, highlights that happened that kind of made it. Oh fuck, this happened in Cologne, and therefore things happened before. And then it gets that fear of missing out moment. You want to be there to witness these things and be a part of them, right? Mm. And that's how I see at least Cologne. So for this one, we just we picked a couple of a uh, couple of cool things that happened over the years in Cologne. So the first one being just 2015 when we when we got into the Lanxist for the first time which was filling out an entire arena just for cs um and for for a major it was it was pretty insane it's not like we didn't have arenas before but not in this scale and not only for for cs right so this was a kind of a kind of a stepping stone moment for not just cologne but for all events and kind of building that cathedral counter-strike narrative uh with the Lanxis. so th that was that was kind of a cool thing yeah it, it's it's an event i think that uh especially people who are watching counter-strike in the early days that's kind of when things started to get going right when you when you had events of this caliber it was raw like back then it was it was very raw back then in 2015 right and i think that's kind of was half the appeal i think um i think this, <clears throat> yeah i wanted to say that like cologne kind of gave like because of this 2015 cologne especially i think it it started kind of like the arena um, trend. The arena I meta. Would say. <laughs> exactly. I was, I was trying to find the right word. <clears throat> the the trend to kind of like go for arenas all the time because like that was like the first standalone CS event that we had in, in arena. You know, previously we had like Karavita, Karavita the first Karavita major in 2014, mm. but there was like League of Legends there and StarCraft there and whatever we else. We were sharing. There, you know? uh, we were sharing the stage even for, for, for a bit. Like we only had the final there. Uh, in front of the actual crew or something like that. I I, I don't remember exactly. Uh, and so like this Cologne 25 was the first arena that we had for for only CS when we filled it out. And that's kind of like what gave 
CSGO, the prestige almost. And we we found out that we can actually fit in fill arenas just for CS for an entire playoffs, you know? So that's kind of how it's how it got started. So I feel like that's also why this event has such prestige today. Yeah. I mean, that's one part of it. We have more things. Like a, a second okay. part of it is just like the the storylines that develop through these tournaments, right? Uh, the the one that I picked was was just Big's run in Cologne in uh, 2018 yeah. that's which the was one. the smuya the it was it was a nice uh, super underdog run from big uh up, all up to the grand finals they beat phase i think in the semi that was when when chroman was standing in they didn't beat navi but they they made history in terms of like having a great run having the crowd behind them and in such a usually very like impartial crowd but still supporting like Navi when they won and everything. So it was a it was a cr- great moment. Like we had different different crazy runs. There was the the Liquid Grand Slam that happened uh, the next year, I think, year before that, 2017. That was the SK that was SK SK victory, right? There there are a lot of cool things that happened in Cologne over the years, but this is just like this is just one of them in terms of like team storylines that that developed uh, before the Lanxis. There was also the NIP was also in Cologne 2014, their yep. major. Uh, but that was when we were in the Gamescom thing. So yeah. it's kind of different. We had curtained uh, off the area. Yeah. And then also the last the last part is actually the in-game stuff that happened. Like there are a bunch of crazy highlights. I think ESL put a nice, nice video, like almost Diablo inspired uh, the other day. But I think the everyone when they think about the biggest Cologne highlight, what is it, Chad? What do you think is the biggest biggest one that happened? Uh, the Olaf Diffuse? No, I come on. I can give you a tip, Chad. The Simple Cash? Simple Cash. We never too, saw right? it live. <laughs> so, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. There's lots of good moments. I don't know. Look, mate, look, I'm not great at guessing games, nor am I at writing questions. Are we playing the clip right here? Oh, I see, I see. Uh, okay, I see. It looks like uh, looks like Lucas has prepared some text to honor Prius here. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Look, look, man. I I don't know what 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 do you say about simple doing shit like this? Is I I know we're walking down memory lane and all this kind of stuff, but you you really I should have actually known what it was going to be. Is you going to reveal the real one now or? <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> you mean that's the it? Titan against We're not going to play Renegades vs. Titan on Mirage? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's right going to be played after the, after the credits. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. No, yeah, and repeated until Cologne goes live. Yeah, we're going to be playing that every day, guys, on this channel. Uh, I'll be here until Cologne goes live, narrating the action for everybody. So we'll go round round by round. Uh, yeah, all right. Is that, that Look, I think this is nice. I think what Prof's done there is nice. It's kind of helped everybody understand what we're going into. It is a, a very prestigious event in the Counter-Strike calendar. It's something that people look forward to. The impartial crowd that was mentioned, obviously, uh, other than that big final, but that's one of the things. This is an event that we've been able to go to time and time again, that we've been able to fill out time and time again with Counter-Strike fans. It's not fans of just one team. Right, we have fans from all around the world come to this location. Cologne's a great city. I've spent a lot of time there, and uh, this is the end of the ad. Do I get paid now, Prof? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Nice. Amazing okay. location for sure. That's. I think that's also lended a hand to the crowd for sure we, because it's just so fucking accessible. Until until the PGL Major, I th- I'd say universally the best like arena event to go through. But I I feel like the last one, the Antwerp Major, was fucking insane uh, and kind of way past my expectations. I would say better than the last couple of clones um that i that i went to but but clones were also great 
The only thing I didn't like about that Antwerp venue was it was an old venue and there yeah. wasn't like a yeah. lot of like boxes and that kind of stuff. It was all very like, yeah. But other than that, that's me just saying. Princess VIP treatment. Uh, yeah, right you know? Not a lot of boxes. <laughs> I wanted I wanted a nice little room with my name on it. I wanted Because we did a Cologne one year. I think this is when I was still playing. Um, they had it set up that there was like a, a box that you could go and watch the game in while getting a massage. Like, no joke no joke yeah no joke like a full lay down on the bed type fucking massage not just like but a how shoulder do you, one after lay down how do you watch the game well you lay on the bed you you know you lay you're on your i can't really show you right now prof but maybe we can uh i'll, I'll take a picture chin, chin, chin on the thing and uh, yeah yeah have a bit of a have a little bit of a gaze on down that's pretty good yeah yeah uh i never got a massage there i should have but uh that that's besides Why are we the talking point about this he's like he's He's hyping it up so much that he says, I never actually had it. No, I never got one. <laughs> I don't know. Never but this chair one. I'm sitting on is sucks so much. I want the massage even more right now. So. There you go. All right. Let's get into talking about it. So probably have to sit on that chair for too much longer. All right. Let's get into uh, the, the event. All right. So let's give you all the particulars. This is the first time since 2019 that we'll be back in the Langsas. Here's a fun one for all of you. Last year, I worked IEM Cologne. The first time the event was called IEM Cologne from Katowice to Poland. This time around, I'll actually get to be in the country at the venue where it's going to be going on. So this is very exciting for me. I am uh, over the moon. I think Harry and Hugo did it literally from home and me and Alex flew out to Katowice and did the event from Katowice. And dude, some of the stories that I could tell about the madness, like I, I won't say too much stuff because some of it's to do with like Alex and he might not want me talking about his <laughs> personal stuff, but like it, anyway, don't get me fucking started. It was a year ago. We, we've forgotten about that time. All right, let's talk about the play-ins. 24 teams. All right, guys, you got the play-ins, you got the group, you got the playoffs. You got all that good stuff right here. Uh, now, oh, lovely. There it is. Thank you very much, Lucas. Now, these are the teams who will be participating uh, in the play-ins. Vitality, Heroic, Spirit, Big, Astralis, Outsiders, Imperial, Mouse, Movistar, Riders, MIBR, Pain, Zero Zero Nation, Complexity, Sprout, Order, and Tai Lu. Now, uh, they're going to be going head-to-head -head in a double elimination bracket. We want to be getting eight of these teams to join the eight teams who are currently waiting in the main event. Now, the teams who are waiting in the main event, we may as well go through this step at a time, are as follows. FaZe, Na'Vi, Ents, Cloud9, G2, Furia, NIP, and Liquid. Okay? So let's stick in with the play-ins. Lucas, if you can bring up the bracket of the play-ins, right? Because this is where it's maybe, probably... Maybe we should just mention the biggest teams that are, aren't there. Okay, yeah. Who's, who we missing? OG. OG was definitely the biggest one, right? Uh, yep. Who's the next? Um, Fours isn't there, right? No. Um, so Fours is the next highest ranked. So okay. I imagine that's kind of like the the, the two biggest names that we'd um, kind of maybe hope to see there. There's like you know teams like Entropic, um, also that somebody we would have, we would have seen maybe like a year ago. True. Yeah. So just, I mean, so just to just especially OG, obviously that's the big one. Just a couple of names. Yeah, so we have almost everybody. Just a couple of names just missing out here, really. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Fnatic, EG, all three teams. Fnatic will be, yeah, this is the thing. I would say by what what should happen with... Dude, Fnatic played in this this Repub, whatever the fuck it is. Republic, yeah. They were invited to the semi-final. Are we getting out of control now? You're invited, like, you're getting invited to the semi-final of an event now. What the fuck? You only have to play two games to did win. They actually, you get invited to semi final. I'm pretty sure, unless I, I mean, they, unless... they always they always did like quarterfinals and like some of these events, but I don't remember if this was semi or not. Maybe I've miss maybe I've miss uh, diagnosed the situation. No, they, you they played like five matches, bro. Did they? Yeah, I was they... like I saw them play at groups or some shit. Like they skipped like a 
like pre stage or something oh, like right. that. But yeah, I think that they, they play group groups. Stage. Yeah, because yeah, they had groups. Mind. Yeah. So Ignore it's like the, everything I just said. Yeah. Wipe the tape. Wipe the tape. Clean the tape. Restart the stream. Turn it off, Luke. Lucas, delete the VOD <laughs> and we'll start again. All right. Uh, that's that's the fake news of the night. It's good that everybody in chat's paying attention. Wait, look, we got fake news, dud, sponge high. They played groups. Fact fake check. news, brother. Fnatic lost from 13. Oh, okay. 31. That's that. We weren't talking about that, but we're getting this in. You are fake news. They took Nip's place. I'm Cupid. just going to read chat for the next hour sponge. until people stop. Sponge fake news trying to <laughs> destroy Fnatic. People, people should write something ridiculous. So then he has to stop. Sponge high, lol, W. Twitch chat is very trustworthy. This is content right here. Uh, all right. Anyway, we went off this the is, This I mean, is you... what the top 0.001 on, on Twitch actually do. PewDiePie guest DJ Cologne. They just read stuff and react. <laughs> yeah, you just watch like you just watch YouTube videos and you say shit, right? Like, yeah. It's kind of, and you live with the organism. The, wait, this gentleman right here, Bakish, keeps asking about the bet. The bet's not over yet. Uh, nope. No, we still uh... got a little while. So how, no, but two this months almost. Rubet was definitely a step in the right direction for me. I just want to say that regardless, it'll have been three years. Yeah, true. Anyway, back on topic. Play-ins. Bring out the brackets here, Lucas. But yeah, two, two of those years, nobody remembers, so who cares? Yeah, brackets. I mean, you're, right. look, am I wrong? I'm not wrong. No, you're, you're right. You're right. You, you are right. Okay. Uh, let's take a little bit of a look right here at this bracket. So as I mentioned, it's double elimination bracket. The opening games are best of ones and all the follow-up matches are best of threes. The eight teams will be making their way through to that main group. Now, here are the opening matchups. Rogue versus Sprout, Mounds versus Payne, Spirit versus Complexity, Zero Zero Nation versus Astralis, Big versus Order, Outsiders versus Imperial, MIBR versus Movistar Riders, and Tyler versus Vitality. So what I think we do, guys, with the play-ins is we kind of blitz through this bracket here and we just talk through what we think is going to happen. Um, so Heroic versus Sprout. This one here, I think, may be a little bit closer than people would be expecting because it's the debut of Heroic with Yabby, right? Sprout right now playing this Valencia land. They already picked up a win over Fury up. I don't think Sprout are, are a slouch team. I think that they're one of these tier two teams who can occasionally push some of the better teams, right? In terms of them winning the game, it's possible, but I would still have Heroic here as yeah. the favorite. If Heroic drop the ball and they're really not on point, then Sprout can win, right? It's not it's not a free win, but I don't think it's a given or or expected in any way. Um, it's also it's also kind of helpful to Heroic almost that it is best of one just because you know new player they probably don't have the best map pool that they, they maybe haven't really caught up with the Abbey on every map, and so they're gonna play something where they're at least feeling comfortable, you know. So, hmm. yeah. so we we'll go with Heroic winning that one. Yeah, the yeah. mouse pain. This one oh. here, I don't know. <laughs> no, that speaks speaks a lot about Mouse's level at the moment. Who's confident Mouse. about Mouse sports? Mouse have been. I was thinking about this uh, recently, looking at the results and everything. They're being like, uh, how do I put this? Just like reasonably underwhelming, if that reasonably makes sense. Reasonably underwhelming. Okay. It's like they they win enough games for us to not be like, oh my god, what are they doing? Like, please disband but never actually doing anything. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I get it. I like, they, they aren't like complexity, like 11 map match win lose streak or something. Like they win every third game, uh, not enough to get to the playoffs, enough to like not lose to any like super shit teams and then play close in these decider games and be like, almost. 
we'll to... get them next time, boys. And yeah. that's been happening for like three months now since Katowice, essentially. Yeah, yeah, I mean, to be fair, across the last three events, the only two teams that they beat were Movistar Riders and Falcons. They lost to Ends, Vitality, NIP, Ends again, Eternal Fire since that event. So the it's Eternal like... Fire one hurts. Yeah, that 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 one that, um, it was even close, I think. They, mm. yeah. Walks and the tires just like destroyed them. So okay, so let's let's look at Pain here, who I think aren't bad, right? Pain, <laughs> Pain are okay. Pain is Pain is good. I think they're actually. okay. Yeah, I, like Nathan's the pain. opera, right? Nathan was looking good at the RMR. I feel like they they could win this. Honestly, Me I'm not doing the best of one. I'm not saying they were the favorites, but they could they could win this. But there's not going to be any dust too, right? Because Mao's are going to ban that. Like I don't know. I guess if we start, I feel like if Pain somehow get it to Vertigo, I can see them winning the game. In the best okay. of one, I can see them winning I mean, something like a Vertigo. Okay. I mean, you do have to consider that like Pain don't really play at this level a lot. Like the last time we saw, what was it where they played Vitality, got a map off them, right? Um, Blast or some some shits. I don't yeah. remember exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But like, playing, they, the only, they played in the Blast only... because they beat Fury in the North American Showdown final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blast, yeah. the Blast Showdown. There you go. Yeah. So that's like the only the, the only thing that we've seen them play on European soil in quite a while. And so like it's difficult to to to, to know honest, where they stand. The classic team that Mouse beat at these events and then lose the next two games, and it's like ah, we tried. Yeah. But they should win this game though. Yeah, should they just, should. They should we just go with they should win let's this go, game? Let's go with the Mouse okay. there. Let's go with they should win this game. So Mouse got, heroic, we can change if heroic. we if we end up with all favorites winning these games, we just go back and change this one to pain. It's okay if we do that, right? I because we're talking through mild like we've we've right. given pain like a well that's like a, a, a reasonable 60, chance, 40 sure, chance yeah. here, right? Yeah. Like spirit complexity is a bit of an oddball. Um, because we don't know what to expect from spirit with wonderful and we know complexity are bad. I was gonna say we know what to expect from complexity, and they lost like seven matches in a row or some shit. So I think uh, I would go with uh, with spirit, even with just changes. Yeah, this one here. Uh, yeah, I, it has I... to be has to be spirit. It has to be spirit. Then okay. we go zero zero nation Astralis. I'm I'm keeping up the pace. Keeping has up the pace. Has to be Astralis. Has to be Astralis at this point. We, we don't really know see. enough about zero zero nation. Yeah, yep. I yep. mean Astralis. People shit on Astralis, but overall their results aren't that bad. Like they, and they're like ancient. They're kind of like the vitality, but the vitality of like the last few months, you know, same kind of a feeling that I get from Astralis. You know, they are pretty, they're good against, you know, the teams that they should be beating, like the top 20 and stuff like that, but they just can't break through. You know, they don't get the big wins. They don't really beat anybody that impressive. So if Spirit turns up with a mouse, they will win. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, so let's go Astralis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Winner's so match. Let's, yeah, let's do the two winners. So Heroic versus Maus. I'm going to go Heroic. Heroic, easy, yeah. yeah. So Heroic would be the first team locked in, and then the other one would be Spirit versus Astralis. I'd go Astralis just because they should beat a team who just added a guy who has never yeah. walked into one yeah. counter yeah. before, right? Yeah, That's Reason me reasonable, yeah. Yeah, so, but like, yeah, I think so. There's a chance they lose, like a very good chance they lose, right? Because yeah. it can't just keep being the blame F show. Like, if we're going to be honest, like Blame is the only one consistently fragging in this team, right? All the other parts are just not consistent enough. That's the biggest issue with with Astralis. But in this stage of the competition, this play-in stage is where we're meant to have the weaker teams from certain regions come and not get to the main event because the Europeans are meant to be there. So let's go Astralis win over Spirit. We'll yeah. have a heroic in Astralis, which means both Danish teams are through. Okay, big versus order. I think we'll go big. Yep. Apparently yeah. Counter-Strike kind of fucked at the moment. <coughs> uh, outside is Imperial. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I think honestly. so. 
I don't know where to put this but one. Haven't we just said that Imperial have won like the last one out of the last ten big matches, matches though? Like yeah. surely form wise, we should be going for outsiders. Yeah, all right. I'm happy. Outsiders mm. there. Like it's big not going to skin off my nose. But this could be like Imperial could just be like big tournament players, you know? Like I mean, it's possible that this is kind of like the tournament that they really care about, and you know, like it's going to be the major magic again. But I, what we from what we've seen the last three events, it's just there's just not. I don't feel comfortable picking them, sure. essentially. Air out of the balloon type stuff. Movistar Riders versus MIBR then? I think I would want to have I mean, Movistar. They, just, they literally just beat MIBR yeah. 16-3, so I feel like that's also an indication, right? Uh, but, but MIBR definitely have it. Like, this is a matchup that MIBR should have a chance in. They just didn't the last time they played, so... But they, so they got rid of Woody closer. as well, didn't they? But Woody yeah, was the in-game leader. Don't, that doesn't seem to be working well for them. They just got rid of their IGL opera and the Tracked in academy a new player, player. Yeah. and it hasn't been hasn't been you know sometimes these things when you replace a player that has a specific role with someone that doesn't do that role and try to figure out things doesn't really work out right. well now it's 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 uh that uh, the rumor is that phelps and woody are going to be making a team together yeah with some like big org from crossfire yeah fire curious very fire i don't know but Let's stick with Movistar Riders. Tyler versus Vitality. Vitality have to win this Probably. game. Yeah. How is this part of the practice so weak suddenly? It is, <laughs> How right? How is Vitality having this, this shit run right here? Like, but, this is so I easy mean, for them. I mean, it's not like, well, whatever. But let's see how it shakes out, right? So let's say, okay, so in these next two matches we'd have, it'd be Big versus Outsiders, and it would be Vitality versus Movistar. Would, I think we would all come to be saying Big and Vitality should be yeah. winning those best yeah. two series, yeah. right? Yeah. So then our teams would be Heroic Astralis, Big and Vitality. Those are the four best teams that we yeah. have yeah. in the planes. So we have the teams we want through. And then we have to go through the losers side, right? So it would be Sprout versus Pain in about I mean, three. Can we just like go through uh, there's gonna be too much to go through every game. If we go through like the remaining teams, which would be like Spirit Outsiders, Imperial Mouse, Movie Star, MIBR, Pain, Zero Zero Nation, Complexity Sprout, Order, Tai Lu. Like which four teams do we think are gonna advance from that? I'd say Spirit for sure. And then who the fuck knows? Like, yeah, it gets really messy. Mouse, probably. Is, I, yeah, wait, what's what's the spirit one? Spirit playing Zero Zero Nation. Spirit Zero Zero Nation. Nah. Okay. Yeah. But then they would play, this is the thing, then they would play somebody from the upper bracket, right? So that would be like, yeah, but from the bottom side. Yeah. I'd, so it would look, be like Order Imperial, MIBR Tylo-ish. So I guess, yeah. yeah, they should be, I guess they should be going through actually. It's so, this. This is really quite difficult, right? At, at, at this juncture here, because yeah. to make up four more teams out of all these names, I don't even know if I could name four more teams. So I think I won in the main event. In yeah. the main group. I mean, Miles. Miles, I think, was generally probably should be at the main events. Then do we make that same like conversation for somebody like outsiders? Yeah. Yeah. If they I mean, can. the problem is, yeah, that, that's the problem. Like with outsiders, I really don't. I just don't know. You know, I, I've I've seen the new lineup play like just the fourth series basically like out of the few matches that they played i only saw the fourth series and they were fine it's just you know it was a close game hmm. so it's kind of a it's kind of hard to judge for me how good they are with uh with norbert and fame at the moment well we, we this is the thing because when we talk about the main event next right we're obviously going to be a bit more this is the thing out of all the teams here only the first four teams that we mentioned getting through are the only ones that we think are going to have any real shot at going deep in the main event anyway Right. Yeah. Like yeah. So the rest the doesn't fence, even matter. Honestly. It doesn't even matter. If we're on the fence about it, it doesn't even matter. Right. It means a lot to these teams, but in the overall event, it, it it's really of no consequence. So let's just go and hope that we get the four favorites through. And I'll, I'll mention them again. 
Uh, that's going to be Heroic, Astralis, Big, and Vitality. If we get those yeah. names through to join the other eight that we have, let's jump into the main event because the rest of them, like, it sucks, no. but like th that's just the honest truth of the matter. And if one of them have a dark horse run and come from nowhere and do something sick, then sure, we'll give them the props then. But right now, there's a lot of signs against a lot of these teams. So I let's think jump. This is the the question now is before we go into like prediction group whatever what, yeah. what, what the shit the question is who is going to win this event I think that's the question we need to talk about and like maybe we we pick some teams and try to find an angle why someone could or couldn't win it actually okay well let, let's just start with let's just start with the favorites then right because phase is the favorites let's just yeah. start there so phase go in being the team of one Katowice pro league and uh and the major, right? The only other big one that they didn't win this year, you would probably say, is Lisbon, yeah. right? May, I mean, maybe... it does, but like that was that was some caveats there for sure. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, this is this is right now the world number one team, the rain, the reigning major champion. Now the angle for them would be if they wanted to make history of their own, they could be the first team in a calendar year to win Katowice, Cologne, and a major. Right, that that could be that could be a possibility for them here within within a year, yeah. um, and a way to keep the conversation about them still being the best team in the world. Because if they end up losing here to one of their closer rivals, an RV and Enter Cloud a Cloud Nine, somebody like that, then the conversation kind of gets strung wide open, and and then we, yeah. we end up in a place where we don't feel like we have like a a, a a king sitting on the throne, right? But you would say that Faze going into this are the favorites, and that would be the way that everyone's looking at them. So for them to make an angle for them, it's pretty easy. They're the best team in the world. Right. And would they be more motivated now by being back in this environment, big stage, big event, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, all the focus should be there. All that jazz. Right. That that's the most simple outlook you could have for phase. Are there any angles here with phase that we might be missing? But do we think they'll do it? Well, that's we the thing, think... right? Are we are we setting storylines of, of of why teams could win, or are we talking about Either or, but for me, I think the the interesting angle would be like, are they are they actually capable of doing it after after the struggles and with other teams kind of gaining form in in some way or the other? Like Ents has been a team that had an upper hand in some of these matchups. Mm -hmm. I think they they didn't play in Blast, right? Uh, Ents got was eliminated early. Yep. But like that is a team that could be difficult. Navi is showing good form. Like Cloud Nine beat them now. Feel like big. there's to to win Cologne, they'll have to like take down some of these uh, some of these thorns in their sides, essentially, and a, a couple of them. So it could be it could be more difficult than people try to try to put out there. I don't think they're, they're just like before the majors. Well, like, oh, they're not that big of a favorite. Blah blah. But I do believe that that they're not that big of a favorite. Does any but like strike for this? Do you think? Like they're a clear favorite. Do you think that? I think like, they're because they're the favorite. I mean, considering how favorite. many teams we can see beating them in a single series, you know, or in a single match, like I feel like, it, like they're they are the the biggest favorite of the tournament. Yes, technically, but um, you know, there's a lot of teams on a very similar level. I would say that that they're pretty 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 damn close to each other. Obviously, you know, Navi being kind of like a probably a second one, especially after Lisbon. But then again, it's just one event that we've seen them play at. Uh, with uh, with electronic as the IGL and as DY, so it's not a lot of sample size, and it could be just that you know they just don't look as good as in in Lisbon, and obviously there's a lot of uh, a lot more teams here, and uh, pretty much all the big ones, so you know they're just going to be way more tested than they were in Lisbon, and then you have you know like the Cloud Nines and and Enses and like G twos who are kind of like the maybe not Cloud Nine, I would probably put Cloud Nine above Ents and G two just because of the Dallas win. Mm. Uh, but like you know, there's a lot of teams that we definitely can't see phase losing to because we have seen them lose 
a lot of these series, you know, to, to some of these teams that, you know, to even like a big that uh, that we wouldn't necessarily expect them, especially, you know, knowing the form that they can have. So favorites, yes, but just because they are the best team at the event, but not by a long shot, you know. So uh, I'm curious, Prof, right? Because you, you're teeing this up, right? Who who do you have as as winning the event then, right? Like if you were putting pinning the tail on the donkey yeah, right I'm now, the, who would it I'm, be? I'm dark horsing heroic. Okay. What the? Okay. Uh, no, I like it. I think I think this is the time to be out there. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. I feel like for them, like refresh. One of the, was one of the players that didn't really perform uh, in the big stadiums. Um, so okay. at the biggest events, so that's a thing. Like they could also just get get eliminated in the in the plans. But I feel like they have a, have a chance to just ride a high and finally do what they weren't able to. Like people are gonna laugh right now. Ha ha ha. Kek W's in chat, but look at them at the major. Like they were very close to beating Navi. They could have, they could have done something there. Not maybe mm -hmm. very close, but like fairly close. There, there was a really good chance for them to do something there. Uh, they didn't. Uh, that side of the bracket was then open for a deeper run for sure. Um, I, th I think Heroic are a dark horse. I'm not saying they're the favorites. For me, I, I feel like there's something about this Navi team which is like so fucking uh, enticing that mm. you can't really skip on like you just want that you want that hit you want you want it you know it's not good for you but you want it essentially that's how i feel about navi so if i had to pick a team i'd pick them okay well you were gonna pick navi or Heroic? navi as the, as the favorite but like dark horse Okay, I see you have two categories right now. Okay. I see, I understand. We're picking like our dream girl, but the girl that we can probably get. I see what we're doing here, Prof. I see <laughs> I see the way that we're we're going about this. Uh okay. Very relevant. I, I think that it's a it's it's a curious one, right? Because something that people need to keep in mind with the group stage for Cologne is the fact that only three teams from each group progress, right? And this is the one of the most cutthroat things about the format that they have here, is if you lose your opening best of three. Let's say in either of these two groups, and and the group Dude, is set up. Oh my god! I just noticed the first group, man. I know, right? Navi, oh NIP, G two, and Ents. That's the thing. Like heroic going to that group, and like, what the fuck yeah. is gonna happen there? You know. And the other group is Phase Liquid, Cloud Nine, Furia. Like Liquid and Furia, and, and mainly Furia because of the recent form. Like you, you could swap Liquid with anybody in the top group, right? Other than yeah, Navi, and it would make sure. the make the groups much more balanced. Um, but this is the issue we have, right? Like, but then we have liquid with Yakindar, you know, so there's some, sure, there's but, definitely like a dark horse potential there. But we don't, that, that's the thing. You've got Furia and you've got liquid, right? Yeah, and, right. and, and Furia, yeah. because of recent form have dropped off a little bit in terms of like how far we think they're going to go. If we think that phase and cloud, like that group, the group B, you like, I personally hope that heroic and vitality end up in that group B, right? Okay. You know, it's just yeah. so it, it looks Balance a little more stacked. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Maybe even throw fucking big in there just to see if they I can mean, play phase again, be, right? See what be, happens. That'll be a lot of big teams in one group. I feel well, like, yeah, only well, one big in the tournament. It's probably going to go two two, right? They'll take two the first two teams and put them in like split them up, and then yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, regardless, um, some of these groups are going to be really stacked. And the other thing is, if you lose this opening best of three, only one of the teams can come through that lower bracket, right? So these opening games are actually really important, and this is one of the issues. We don't know who those teams are going to be. So it's it's difficult right now to make a because you mentioned the thorns in the side just out of phase. What if they get matched against big in the opening game, right? Mm. And, you know, like that that's a possibility here, um, and maybe they get off to a slow start. So that's some things that we will have to keep in mind here with this format going into the event. 
But uh, I, I, similarly to you, I have like a dark horse, right? I think NIP, like we haven't seen NIP with Hamper since the major because he was out with COVID for back-to-back -back events, and right? And then chilling, yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't go to the Dubai event and they had ZTR standing yeah. and they won. I feel like obviously still one of the biggest things that NIP are trying to sell the world on is S attack on the AWP, even though he, you know, he had that one good overpass game. That's still something that people that <laughs> yeah, you laugh, right? But he did have a good like if he can work out how to replicate even a little bit of that, right? And he's had they've had time to do so now. They've had a long lead in since the major hampers had some time off. I know he's in his fucking lab cooking some stuff up, some crazy ideas with DJL and fucking threat on the blower. Like I think the NIP are one of these teams that they just continuously get overlooked and they continuously have these runs where it's like, oh, they are actually good and they play a good brand of Counter-Strike and they have good strategies. And now that they, now that we're not all hung up on is device coming back, we're kind of all over that now. Brolin's in the mix, Rez is sick, like Plopsky looking like he has better form. Hampus has been one uh, one of the strongest in-game leaders in, I would say, the last like year, right? Hampus is consistently fragging as an in-game leader that's only dipped off for a little bit there, I think. So NIP would be my dark horse version like you did with Heroic there, Prof. And the thing is, I'd have to be boring as well, right? This thing about Na'Vi, I'm buying in. I'm buying shares. I'm fucking going all in. I'm thinking Boomich is out. SDY is there as long as he's just not fucking dying all the time. The boys will get it done. Blade's the mastermind. Don't worry about in-game leaders anymore. We're in God coach meta. Like, let you know, I, I'm just excited for that because... I don't want Navi to look. I don't want us to have like Astralis eras unless someone's just going to be fucking uh, some type of crazy amazing. I want to have a pretty competitive scene, right? I, I think that that could, you know, and I would really like it if we could have like this weird Counter Strike maps where Navi can beat. Um, Navi can beat everybody else, but they lose to, I don't know, fucking... FaZe, for example. Yeah, and then like FaZe struggle against these guys and these guys, but these, you know, that would be really quite fun because then when we're matchmaking and we're looking at how brackets shake out, it becomes much more important. The last couple of years, it's been, oh, is Astralis in the event? Okay, well, I guess the, the event's over then, right? Like, you know, it was only a couple of matchups you even really fucking cared about. But imagine if we can get to a point where that does matter. Anyway, I'm waffling on about something yeah. that isn't pertinent to the event. But so Navi's your favorite, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. What okay. do you say, do we or to Striker? I mean, I just for the sake of sake of the bet, I have to say Phase is the favorite. I, I do okay. think I actually don't. I I don't know what to think about Phase, man. I still have <clears throat> I still have my doubts, especially because recently I've noticed that. They, for a team that has this much talent, they really rely on Brokey being on or not, basically. Because when okay. Brokey's not on, they very rarely win when Brokey's not on, basically, especially in these last Ooh. couple of events. Like, I've kind of looked through, I haven't really backed it up with stats particularly, but I've looked through some of the key losses and stuff like that, and a lot of them are just basically, you know, Brokey's just not on, you know, they are, they just do rely on the opera a lot, apparently. So, especially in these recent times. So, that's what concerns me a little bit because like if they're this reliant on one player um and uh, again like this is obviously kind of like a, a subjective feeling as well mm. uh, not necessarily uh super backed by by the numbers but you know looking through it it seems like there's a correlation for sure uh and so that's that's a concern for me because uh brokey's not like as much as we were praising brokey a lot early on in the year he has shown some inconsistency especially you know in the last couple of months and that feels like it's leading to phase not being at the same level as they were at the start of the year. And, and so that's, a, that's my biggest concern when it comes to them. I would still, you know, as I said, like, I think they are still the best team going into this event. I think as much as we said, Rubet Cup didn't matter. It was kind of important that they didn't, they didn't bomb out 
Because if they did, then then I would have been really fucking scared for like I would have seen them just going out in group <laughs> again, like in, in Cologne. I really would have. So uh, that that was a little bit of a a wake up call, I think, for them. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm hopeful after that again. I was I really thought after the I, I was like before Dallas it was I was like I just need them not to be shit. Like I just need them not to bomb out of every event. And then they go top four at Dallas and they bomb out of of Lisbon. And now you know they 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 got back a little bit on their feet at Rubet, so I'm kind of hoping that that's going to continue in Cologne. They've recovered um, a little bit. Do you have yeah. a dark horse though? Dark horse. I'm going to say Liquid. Actually, I just I have, I have belief in the Ekindar. Okay, I like I could have gone with Cloud Nine. I would, you know, you could have had me. But that's not a dark liquid. horse. That, that like I'm I'm picking out of the favorites to win, and then dark horse. I really well, want to go. Is heroic somebody. a dark horse then? Yeah, by your by 100%. your category. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because they are coming in with a change. They they haven't really been in tournament winning form. You know, they it's not Cloud Nine who just won a big event. Cloud Nine are basically among the favorites because okay. they are the the one of the last two teams who won a big event. So obviously, well, you know that that puts them in that category, but with not the not easiest side of the bracket, right? How far can yeah. Cloud Nine go? Look, definitely, I would definitely think Cloud Nine, Navi, and Phase are the three biggest favorites. I think without a question, but because they are, they have shown that they can win tournaments. All of them, you know, in recent times, ants are higher ranked, but we haven't seen them in in title winning form. You know, they haven't really gotten even close to actually winning a tournament. Every time they got close, they they just kind of bombed out in the final, right? Mm. So that that's kind of how I'm feeling about ends. They just haven't shown that they can go the, all the way, while the other three teams obviously have. And then you have like a G2 who is like an eternal dark horse. It feels like they always can, you know, put up some really big wins and they can go deep, but they haven't really won anything in a long time as well. And then you have the, the rest, I would say, is kind of like the, the mm. underdog territory. When you look start looking at NIP, Heroic, you know, big maybe, um, then Liquid, you know, some of these teams that that are for a little bit further down the line, I think that's that's who you would consider underdogs or like Dark Horse is more like for okay. for for a deep run. I just want to pick Liquid just because I really like the the Kindar standard situation we're calling it, or some people are starting to call it the standard meta. Um, we obviously have yeah. seen a lot of standards do well, so I'm just I'm I'm all for that. I think Kindar is going to do great. I think Liquid are going to are definitely going to look better with the space that he's he's able to create almost without help. So uh, I think that's something that could definitely kick up, kickstart Liquid and and help them get uh, at least a deep run. Maybe not win. I think that's that's a really fucking big stretch. Um, but they could make a semis, you know, or something like that. Okay. Let's start throwing out some wild questions here, Prof. Here's one for you. G2, if they don't make playoffs, roster change? Mm, yeah. 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 Who's Agreed. it going to be? Because... There's I read some of the YouTube comments afterwards and, and people say like every time we talk about G2, I just mentioned Jax and then people are like, but Jax is doing his job for the team. The, the difficult thing is the reason I say poor Jax is because there's no way you break up the Hunter Nico situation. Monacy's not going anywhere, which means it can only be Alexi B who's an in-game leader and they're a premium right now. So it has to be Jax. So who is it? I will not answer this question for oh. the... For the for the comment section. To oh, you want to avoid the more of the same comment. It's just like I th that justification I give right now. Like I like Jax. Jax is a real fun dude. Always got a big smile on his face. I think you know what he contributes to the team and some of the roles and stuff he does for the squad. I think he he gets a lot out of the what comment he does. section. Is gonna love this. Here we yeah, go. Hopefully, back, maybe back maybe. on G two. Back on the wrong changes. <laughs> they get upset. They're like, "Oh, Sponge will do anything to avoid talking about G 2 I just don't think <laughs> it seems that interesting. Too. What do you want me to talk about? What you know? I mean, G two are interesting in that they are never predictable. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. Like you look, just never know what you're gonna get out of the G two. That's the thing. Like that's why it's hard to talk about them. You, you just always we just always say the same thing essentially. 
It's like, what the fuck is this team about? Yeah, I, I look, I don't know. The thing is, like, they could G2 could easily just go to the final here and could, have a chance, you know? We're just, me, they, they're just that type of a team. Do you guys think Vitality could win this event? Yeah. We haven't really talked to them, talked about them. I think they sure. could. Why not? Right? I, I was thinking about them today, like... I think okay. there's, like, six or seven teams who could win it this could event. It could happen. It could happen. It's not impossible. Like, I don't think it will, but it's... If we got, if we got them in the playoffs and they... When their first game, like, uh, you know. Zawu goes fucking nuts. Dupree's okay. there. Magisk is yelling. You love it when Magisk is yelling. Everyone remembers Magisk yelling. You fucking, everyone's seen it. But this is the thing. I honestly think this event is wide open. Like, yeah. the, I know we're talking about favorites and Na'Vi and FaZe, and we're talking about Dark Horses. This, I think the event's wide open. I don't think there's a clear favorite. I don't think there's a, like, I, I know that there is on paper, right? But... This event for me almost feels standalone. It almost feels that everything that happened post major or whatever doesn't seem to matter a lot. Like I mean, every team into... that was bad got enough of good results. Like Vitality got their like they got a semi or a final where they final. Were the, something mm-hmm. right. Then uh, Cloud Nine won after having a shit major. G two had like some playoffs. You know, everyone got like phase kind of dropped off. Navi picked up after a roster change. Like everyone is just like, there's no clear like trajectory on all of these teams, on all of these top teams to say like, oh, these guys are obviously going to do well. These guys are obviously going to turn to trash. Like, of course, some of these teams in the play and you don't really expect anything from them. And maybe you can say liquid for me. I don't, I don't really see it. Um, Maybe Furia are on the downturn. Uh, I think that's the only team that we're kind of concerned, but they can still yep. turn it around in Valencia and like win by the, the by the time Cologne is around. But other than that, these teams are like it's it's going to be crazy. It's going to be really. It it should be a very competitive event, and I also think when you consider the fact there's two factors here, right? The M4 one, which we touched upon earlier, it's trending up. The A4 definitely trending up. New Ancient as well is another factor. We've seen a little bit of it, but I don't think enough to see how it's necessarily changing completely with the meta. I saw Phase doing a boost the other day in Cave with that new pillar where Car- I think it was Rain on top and he was able to look like cave entrance and then yeah. to be ramp and then there was different mollies they were throwing in mid and stuff. Just some little changes. But I think that, you know, those couple of factors right there are also going to to change the way that the game plays uh, at this event here. So I think that we're going to have an extremely competitive event. Um, and I think that it's a lot harder to call than what people think. Like, I agree exactly with what you said, Prof. A lot of teams are trending up. A lot of teams are in like a honeymoon period or a good grace period or... But also a lot of teams are teetering at the same time. That like even G2 and uh, Vitality getting some good wins at Blast just a couple of weeks ago, I would say that both Vitality and G2 would be considering roster changes if they don't make the playoffs, right? Like that that that's that's something that I think is likely with those two teams. And then you can go down the list here and you can go, okay, well, you know, like let's say Ants bomb out now has is what do they think, right? Because we when we spoke to Snappy. He was saying, well, I think I asked the question if they were like ahead of schedule or where they thought they would be. And he said, yes. So I guess you stick with this team, right? You look at Cloud9, what point do they get into this CIS shuffle, right? Do the Russians want to mix things up? There's a lot of questions, the banking on Cologne, because this is what people need to keep in mind. Once Cologne ends, we go into a month-long player break. We come out of the player break straight into Blast, straight into Pro League, straight into the RMRs, a week and a bit off in the major. That's what's going to happen. That is what is going to happen. If you wanted to make a change, right, coming out of the player break, you would still have enough of a runway to get yourself ready for the major. You would have the two and a half weeks while Blaster's on. You would have the five weeks of Pro League that you may or may not be playing in for all of it. And then you would have the RMRs. 
So you would have more than enough of a runway to make the change, integrate a player, and be ready to go by the time that the second major of the year rolls around. So I think if teams wanted to be aggressive about making changes in that time, it would be the time to do it as opposed to post Rio. And then we move into the late, the, the November, we don't move into the December with the nothing events again. And then the blast will be finding themselves in the same situation that we're talking about now with Cologne, with the world finals, where it's like, ah, oh, yeah, we're going into the break. These, you know, it's still an important event. It's still a big event. It's still an event that we're going to get excited about and we're going to watch, but then we're going to have all these same kind of bits and bobs floating around in the storylines here. So I think that it's like Astralis, for example, if Astralis have a piss poor showing, is this team done? Like, is, does this roster have to change? There's so many questions like that. And I, right. I, I just don't know. Like, I feel like we could be in for some really big changes after after Cologne. Yeah, Anyone I mean, else feeling that? Yeah, it almost feels like it could be kind of like a hangover, uh, yeah, hangover from like all the changes that we start, saw at the start of the year because a lot of them haven't really come to fruition if you think about it. If you think about Vitati, obviously, you know, they just had the final appearance in Lisbon, but that's pretty much like the best that we've seen out of them. And there's no... There's no, not a good enough indication that they can replicate that immediately in Cologne, you know. And then you have Astralis, who obviously changed up quite a lot and and still haven't really found the, the winning formula either. Uh, G2, same thing, you know, th that was a team that was meant to be built for success, but they haven't really proven that in any way, at least not consistently. And so, like, there, there's a lot of these big teams that, uh, that made changes at the start of the year to know uh, without it bearing any fruits, you know, Obviously, Heroic already have gone through theirs and stuff like that after not putting anything for a bit. Um, so it, it, you're right. I think it is a bit of a, it is an awkward period for a lot of the teams, especially the lot of the ones that we know can be good, but haven't really shown it a lot. Yeah. Well, I think we're in a in a position now, boys, where I, what, what do we want to do here to round off Cologne? Because it kind of feels a bit lame to leave it and be like, yeah, anybody can win you know like that's obviously not the tone of this here the tone should be going into cologne the final event of the season capping off the first half of 2022 with an ultra competitive event where it's wide open seven to eight teams from around the globe going toe to toe for the title to lift that trophy uh you know that's that's kind of the vibe i was hoping to get a bit more of here but i feel i've left and just gone yeah anyone can win so it's counter-strike i feel like i'm doing players uh, player analysis you know? <laughs> yeah you know it's counter-strike and it's random you know you but, get our shots yeah. our shots yeah, they, they they have more confidence than us we weren't communicating well like i'm doing the cliches for everybody here but well yeah. i mean it is a difficult event to call i mean i think that's that's the most exciting thing about this cologne and, and about this end of the season and and what it could mean you know, going forward, I don't necessarily want to look too far ahead into the future, but like obviously, there's there's shitloads of storylines around this, and you're right, fucking five teams easily could win it. Yeah. All right. Well, do we want to leave it there? Yeah, I think yeah, I think sense. I think that's it. I think one one thing to mention is like kind of going back to the the hype up for Cologne. It's it's going to be interesting to see how the how the arena is. That's going to be it's going to always going to be kind of a show off product, not for ESL only, but for CS as a game. Uh, if it's like a big crowd and we have some like big moments, especially like highlight moments that are going to be making rounds around the internets and the Twitters and the YouTubes, right? Yeah. So stuff like that is hopefully is going to happen, right? And uh, maybe then we have like one more big, really cool storyline. We had the spirit one at the major. Maybe there's another underdog that can make that kind of a run. Maybe it is big again, you know, doing shit on home soil, 
even mm. with a stand-in, right? So uh, just keeping an eye out on this and seeing how the event develops because it is a two-week event. There's going to be a shit ton to happen as we as we start rolling right from the plans into the into the main stage. Yeah, it starts next Tuesday for everybody who's uninitiated. I think most of the travel will be going down on uh, Sunday for the play-in teams. Uh, then Monday will be like media and stuff. Tuesday will be first event day. Wednesday will be f- end of the play-ins. And then we'll have the rest of the group stage Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then there's a big beefy four-day hiatus, uh, which I think is being fixed it, for the future. Is and it going to be a big, big hiatus? I think it's kind of drawn out this time. Or am I crazy? Or I don't know. Four days, right? Is, is there a... Um, let me see the Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. There, there actually is. And then into... I thought they I were going to draw it out a bit with like less double games and uh, having... I think that's for the future, right? That yeah. was the idea yeah, where they were going to they were gonna move like the group stage an extra day yeah. or something and they were going to give an extra day to the group stage, I think. I, I, but I, That's four days, four days break from, from Monday to Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Friday, Same. Saturday, Sunday is where we get back into yeah. the arena. And then uh, on Thursday, we should have our live show. We're just like finalizing the details. Uh, there are some there are some difficulties, but we managed to figure it out. Um, I don't know if I want to name drop the, the place. I think it's better to leave that until the final final announcement. Um, okay. Everything should be cool. Should be like a, a similar vibe in terms of the of the in terms of the size. Maybe a bit of NASA production. Maybe not as much alcohol. Uh, but it it should be it should be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think okay. by Monday we should have the tickets out, so people should uh, just follow HLTV confirmed. And also there's a Eventbrite link that we're for HLTV where you can like subscribe. So when we make a new a new thing you should get a notification of some sort so you can buy the tickets since they're going to be very, very limited as last time. I think as we're well. doing 80 this time, right? Uh, that's, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Last time was right. 60, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. But I've had a lot of people, like I've been doing a bit of streaming this week and a lot of people keep asking. They're very, yeah, very same. keen to get tickets, right? So I, I guess same. keep an eye out for Monday, follow the social medias and hopefully we can get you that information ASAP so they can get your tickets and you can come to HLTV Confirm live second show uh, live from Cologne. Uh, boys, it's been two hours. Yeah, profs, profs joined us. He's he's made it through. He's he's still looking alive. Yeah, and uh, who would I, say I, that I have COVID? No one. No one knows. No one knows. No yeah, one knows. I couldn't tell. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we close it down. Um, I feel like I need the, we should have had like a dartboard or something going on with a bit more, you know, razzling shit. Yeah, the, I yeah. feel like we need something a bit more special. But uh, I, I guess we're just being honest with with what's in front of us here. So this event, I think, uh, should be a fun one. And I hope that everybody tunes in to get your Counter-Strike action because once this ends, you're going to have about a month hiatus from the Tier 1 games before we get back underway. Strike out anything you want to say before we go? Nope. Enjoy Rob, the show. Props good. good? All right. I am good. I'm, Lucas, I'm... you good? Yeah. You sure? You don't sound good. Mm. Yeah. I mean... Nobody ever sends me any questions that we can answer in playtime. We'll see so if we can so get sad. some questions for you in the future for, for playtime. We normally don't even make it to playtime, mate. So that's more my fault than the guest's fault for not asking the questions. You never know. Prof might have an entire bag of questions dedicated just for you because we never get there. We never ask. Maybe, Maybe next time. Don't, don't ask. Bait we're like going to post that picture of you crying. Uh, also, fun fact, Lucas can cry just like on, on, on command on, Q, on command oh, nice okay he's one of those people 
Um, so we're going to just post that picture and say, Lucas, a producer, is very sad. He never gets any questions. This is a real picture. And yep. brackets, please ask him stuff. That's, there you go. that's for Dimitri. And doing everyone's job right now. We can work that out for you in the future there, Lucas. All right. Uh, one quick question from uh, T. Burrows here. It's an important one. He says, JKS situation, come on. Um, JKS is, is, doesn't have a team. He's still in Australia. But this would be the perfect time after Cologne to get him a, to get him a squad, boys. To get him. But, all right. Thanks to Extra Fight, M1 Bet, and Bitskins. Good night. We'll see you all during Cologne. Add some fun to your space with Extrafy, designed in Sweden with focus on quality products built on experience. You're looking at Project 4, their fourth generation of products with super cool colorways to stand out, with matching sets to satisfy with a solid B4 bungee, lightweight ergonomic M4 mouse, the K4 keyboard is fantastic, all of which are performance focused, and finish it off with colorful GP4 mouse mats that are bold in design and smooth on the surface. The retro theme in particular has got the feels. Complete your setup with Extrafy. No regrets. Guaranteed. Stuck ranking up? Lost the motivation to grind? Bored of clicking heads on AIM maps? Get some color into your game. Bitskins.com. Buying and selling skins made easy. Tons of payment methods and instant cash outs. Just choose your dream skins, select your preferred payment method, and start grinding again. If you want to play like the pros, you've got to look like the pros. 